by the time you hear this podcast, you'll probably end up watching the Pro Bowl instead. Nobody pray for me. It's been a day for me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances. Vanessa nigga with some counterfeits, but now I'm counting this. Parmesan with my accountant lives. In fact, I'm down in this. You say with my boobay tastes like Kool-Aid for the analyst. Girl, I can buy your Westie girl with my base stuff. Ooh, that pussy good. Won't you send it on my taste buds? I get way too petty. Won't you let me do the extras? Pull up on your block and break it down. We playing Tetris. AM to the PM, PM to the AM phone. Piss out your per diem. You just gotta hate them phone. If I quit your BM, I still rock Mercedes phone. If I quit this season, I still be the greatest phone. My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put a baby in a spiral. Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note. It's levels to it, you and I know. Bitch, be humble. Hold up, bitch, sit down. Hold up, hold up, be humble. Bitch, hold up, bitch, sit down. Be humble. Hold up, bitch, sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Sick and tired of the Photoshop. Show me something natural like Afro Roll with your pride. Show me something natural like ass with some stretch marks. Still a take you down right on your mama couch and polo sack. Hey, this shit way too crazy. Hey, you do not amaze me. Hey, I blew cool from AC. Hey, Obama just pays me. Hey, I don't fabricate it. Hey, most of y'all be faking. Hey, I stay modest about it. Hey, she elaborated. Hey, this that great poupon, that AV on that TED talk. Hey, watch my soul speak. You let the Welcome to By the Time You Hear This Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And we're back with our 72nd episode. And, um... Whoa! Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Didn't know Joy Lawrence was here. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Yeah, that's 72 episodes. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, so thank you to everyone who's been listening and downloading and watching and, um other things yeah we definitely appreciate it yeah <laughs> if you want to tell people how you can get to us or how others can get to us you can go to our uh, facebook page if you're watching on facebook live you're already there facebook.com slash by the time you hear this we also have a website by the time you hear this.com the website and the facebook page are spelled with the word you y-o-u if you want to get with us on instagram by the time at by the time you hear this spell with the letter u because we're upstanding yes <laughs> and uh, that is the same spelling for our email address. By the time you hear this at gmail.com, you can send us your comments, questions, concerns, show ideas. If you're an independent artist, we'll play your music for absolutely free. Um, and also, if you want to listen to us on the go, uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. If you have an iPhone or Apple podcast is the proper name. Also, if you're if you have an Android phone, 
you can subscribe to us through the Google Music app, yes. not Google Play, Google Music. That's where the podcasts are. Uh, we're on Podomatic. If you use the Podomatic app, we are also on CastBox, Satchel Podcast Player, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Auto Radio, and any other aggregate podcast app that you can find. All right. And um want to introduce a guest. I uh, probably should have been, probably should have had him on here maybe like a year ago, yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least a year. Uh, but we're happy to have him here. Um, from the Switch Style podcast and sports roundtable fame, he is known <laughs> as the sixth man. He is known as Jay Smoove as well. We have Jay. What's going on, man? What's up, fellas? Glad <laughs> to. Yeah. Oh, not much, man. Just glad to be here. Finally, lad. I made it to by the time you hear this. It's been a long time. It's definitely one of my favorite podcasts out. Like oh. you guys cover. So, well, you guys cover topics that people really don't tackle. Like it's to me, I, I think you guys are really a rarity in podcast land today. It's a big ecosystem of yeah. podcasts. So, but you guys talk about a, a myriad of things. That's just amazing. Thanks. It's a huge compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I, I listen to a lot of stuff and I just don't hear other people talking about what you guys are talking about. So it's a great topic every week. So people keep tuning in, awesome. keep supporting. All right. I will definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Um, while, uh, if you're listening to our podcast, you kind of already know what it's about, but for people who are not familiar with switched out podcast, mm -hmm. uh, why don't you give the people a, a description of what your podcast okay. is? Well, it's pretty much simple. Um, initially we started off, we talked about a lot of music news and the idea was to turn it into a sort of music debate show about the ongoing topics in music. But, um, now it's just me. I'm just doing it by myself. So I also write about music weekly and I just, read my album reviews on the podcast so it's a it's a quick listen it's only about 15 minutes these days so okay just listen to my take on an album and i'll give you an update on chart news and that's pretty much it so um, what got you interested in like um since you you write these reviews so what got mm -hmm. you interested in writing about music well i started reading i would say music reviews probably maybe in middle or high school. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was always just fascinated about these critics, the way they sort of articulated their thoughts about music. And I always at some point I wanted to do that. And, um, I'll admit, you know, I'm still growing my level of, of written ability. It hasn't gotten to the point where I'm completely satisfied with it, but I just love the way that, you know, they, they tackle these or articulate their feelings about the music in these reviews. And I just love music journalism in general. I love to, to read not just about music, but anything at um, scratch magazine. No, I don't know if you guys remember scratch magazine. It was a, it came around the early two thousands and it was a magazine just dedicated to music production and DJs and overall hip hop culture. And, you know, I was just fascinated XXL magazine. I'm a big fan of, just all music journalism. The yeah, well, for me, the music I'm I'm not familiar with Scratch Magazine. Like mm -hmm. the whole music thing came of interest to me probably within the last ten years. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was in middle of high school, I had a subscription to Sports Illustrated. That was about it. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, 
and then reading like my mom had a subscription to Jet and Ebony magazine. So every, that's what I was yeah. reading. I think every yeah. black I think, mom yeah. had that. Right. That was probably in, that was in every black household yeah. in right. America. <laughs> yeah, they were, but I, I don't know. I just <laughs> I just love reading about music, anything about music and like my mom bought this Encarta encyclopedia when I was a kid and mm-hmm. I can remember reading about you know, Louis Armstrong and you know a lot of older jazz musicians and um I don't know ever since how, then how many CDs was it being Carta? <laughs> I wanna say it was between fifteen and twenty. Yeah, like it was, was a beast, man. That was yeah. Wikipedia before. That was the yeah. precursor to Wikipedia. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. So it was pretty interesting, man. But I I just love music and you know, I just love to be around people that talk about music. So, so you know, thanks guys for inviting me on this pretty big deal now, i can definitely tell you like <laughs> talking about music um and i do like th- i like that as well uh-huh. you know, i like just you know no matter what it is and if i can learn something while i'm doing it even yeah better. yeah yeah you're right yeah we can all learn from each other because it's i mean it's, it's a lot of music and it's impossible to to know everything it really is. yeah <laughs> yeah so like we were talking to ben and i we were talking about metal earlier and i was telling them that's the genre that i really want to get into a lot more because i'm not as as deep into it yeah so that's one thing. And I know we'll talk about more stuff as we get mm-hmm. into it later on. Yeah. Um, that's, that's part of my issue. Like as far as like learning about different genres mm-hmm. and then like the sub genres, right. And uh. <laughs> how that comes about. That's how I found about like, like I didn't know Sophista pop was a thing. Yeah. Me either. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> or um, the, you know, a lot of people like put, like in hip hop, a lot of put people put like certain songs or artists just into regional categories. Mm-hmm. Like there are certain sounds that will define a region, mm-hmm. but there are so many other subgenres. Right. Like you mentioned drill. I don't know what drill is. Yeah, when I heard that, How, too, what's the difference like, between yeah. that and and trap? Or it's like I don't know what drill or is horror at this point. Core, I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> right. Right. You said yeah. horror core. Horror core. Yeah, that's like I've been, so I've been told that early three six was horror core. Yeah, like he had, like, that makes it was, sense. Yeah, because um, it had a lot to do with the supernatural, triple six mafia. So I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So that makes sense. There are a lot of subgenres in hip hop that you know we would want to get into um, as well. It's and including metal. I know there's like, uh, there's death metal and there's like Christian death metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's black metal. Black metal um, <laughs> So according to a friend of mine who I'm going to try to get on here too, it don't ever tell a metal artist there's something core. He's like that pisses them off apparently. <laughs> wow. So like your grind core, your metal core, your emo like that. He's like no, that just they hate it when you put that apparently. I, I didn't know. Wow. Yeah, there's yeah, so I thought that was kind of funny. There's a there's another kind of metal. There's a um remember this band called I think they're called Him or Him and Her. It, you remember the show on um, on MTV with Bam Margera? Oh, him, yeah, H I M. Him, there's like sweet, they're Swedish, yeah. They okay. they were a certain kind of metal, but it was something that had to do with like because they their songs are very melodic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be something like love metal or something. Okay. Wow, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, wow, kind of sold out too for that. They were like that kind of gothic, and they sold out. I don't, I don't want to say sold out because I, I hate saying that, but. Yeah, like that song um, "Wings of a Butterfly." They got popular. Mm-hmm. It was nothing like anything else they'd ever done, mm. and it was their only hit in America. And I was like, "This doesn't sound like him. Like this doesn't sound like them." I mean, I love the song, but I was like, "This does not sound like them." Wow. Yeah. 
Um, that's just funny to me. But yeah, that's one. It's <laughs> one of those like there's subgenres within subgenres, which is uh, that's some that stuff I like to I like to read about as yeah. far as like learning about about um, just learning about music, about what people hear and what they see and what they like to write. Mm-hmm. And that turns into something or if it's an offshoot or something else. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Well, it's like Jay said, there's just so much music out there. Eventually, like you're going to find the small differences yeah. between, you know, like, right. well, this is new. Like this is New Orleans bounce and this is trap. Like this is snap. This is like, it's just <laughs> mm-hmm. like you will find like even something like that sounds the same. That sounds like crunk sounds like snap. Well, they're they're different. Like crunk is a little more energetic, and, and then there are other right. And like, then there are other um, genres or artists who aren't associated with a particular genre draw from that genre. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I saw a video with uh, Nerd's Lemon. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Takes a New Orleans bounce beat, slow it down, <laughs> and then add in some other hits on it and. Then he have lemon. Yes, yeah, like but it's wow. like, but lemon is is basically a slowed down New Orleans bounce. Wow, maybe hitting on a couple of other beats other than like the one, two, like because like New Orleans bounce is the one, and like it's like every beat is hitting on. Yeah, versus like you know maybe you hit on the end of something and you change it somehow. It, it's and then it's no longer New Orleans bounce. It's something else, <laughs> right? Like, you know, yeah, it's funny because everything. It seems like everything has been done these days. I don't think. There's anything new that artists can do. There might be, I don't know. It's typically the people who are, they're not on the radio and they're just like, they're, they'll, they'll never get famous. Right. But like, they're doing something different and it's, it develops into something. And that's thinking they're like, holy crap, like, how did we do that? Right. Okay. Where did that come from? Oh, it originated from some dude in the basement who like, you know, played guitar with the, with something and he it's just like the weirdest the things you would never think of right yeah. you know it's like why would you play guitar with that well i don't know everything else had been done yeah so it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like oh okay that's why all right yeah. whatever so why do i think of like tom morello like playing guitar with like a like a an electric screwdriver or something well, so <laughs> i would say this like because everyone's like oh man we're living in 2018 this person's in 3018 bruh like in the 90s like we were living in 1996. Tom Morello was living in like who knows what. Like he 2096. Was, and like to see, like I watched a video of him and he was playing. He was like, "Oh yeah, how do I play the intro to Cochise?" Which was Audio Slave. Mm-hmm. All he did was, I think he he might have put some echo on the guitar. He took a pen and he starts tapping it against the string. Wow! And that's how he got the helicopter sound. I'm like, it's really that simple. And that's all you did. You just took a, a helicopter, like a pin, a pin. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who think? Like, I'm sitting here, like thinking he's like stringing effects pedals together. Yeah. And he's like, you know, tuning. No, it was just a pin. I don't know if, yeah. if you've seen this video of um, uh, Buster Rhymes is in the studio with Timbaland, mm. and he's like, like, yeah, Spliff came up to me and he said, "Hey, man, you got to come in here." Timbaland's making a beat with a uh, a pencil and a styrofoam cup. I'm a guy. <laughs> and and uh, and then he starts. Buster starts playing on Timbaland's keyboard. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, what what sound is that? Is that a is that a stock sound, or is that something you put together?" <laughs> so, um, and then he found something like he just held this one key. And it started playing this whole beat somehow. 
And then they like, he's like, Oh, I got, I got to write something to that. And they, <laughs> this song has never been released, but kind of like <laughs> there's right. they showed the clip of the, the montage of him writing a song while Tim was putting a beat together based on a, a key he pressed. Right. I think so. I, I did see that video. Cause it was like a, I won't call them maracas, but it was like a, uh, yeah. and, um, <laughs> yeah, you gotta hear it. And, uh, and Timbaland, he just gets on the keyboard and he does what Timbaland does and just makes a, just, a beat yeah. out of nothing. Yeah. And that's, and that's partially why I started, like, I stopped looking at producers and DJs and stuff as not musicians. Okay. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not playing something. You're, there's still a creative process to what you're doing. Right. You're not just, you know, like, come see me play my laptop live. Like, you did, something went into making it. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was, yeah, I was kind of blown away at some of the things yeah. I've, I've seen as far as what goes into it. Like, it's, even if it's not pure musicianship, it is, there is skill involved. There's creativity yeah. involved. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was like, DJs are musicians. Um, I don't know about David Guetta, though. <laughs> but some other some other folks are are musicians i i would say not the chain smokers but <laughs> i don't know about that either. <laughs> um well let's get into the uh let's get into the the charts here um the hot 100 we have a new number one it is camilla cabello havana uh featuring young thug number two Perfect by the most influential artist in black music. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, Rockstar by Post Malone featuring 21 Savage. Post Malone doesn't want to be known as a white rapper. He wants to be taken seriously as a musician. It's going to be pretty hard. Yeah, Yeah. good good luck with that. All right, white Iverson. (laughs) (laughs) Number four is Finesse by Bruno Mars and loving hip hop legend Cardi B. Number five, uh, Bad at Love by Halsey. Number six, Thunder by the retired 2K Legends. Number seven, No Limit by Gerald Easy featuring ASAP Rocky and loving hip hop legend Cardi B. Google it. That is his real name. His name is Gerald. <laughs> his first real name is Gerald. <laughs> Number eight, uh, I heard this song a lot during the summer. Uh, New Rules by Dua Lipa. Um, number nine, Too Good at Goodbyes by Sam Smith. And number 10, Motorsport by Migos, Nicki Minaj, and love and hip-hop legend Cardi B. Yeah, she's hot. She's incredibly hot. These are four, four, first four singles. I don't know if all four were in the top 10 at the same time, but we have three of them in the top 10 at the same time. Well, I know on the the R&B hip-hop chart, she had five in the top 10. Wow. Um, I don't think she's nominated for best new artist this year, but she, she will, will be, be next year yeah. Yeah. and she's probably going to win. Yeah. I think I would, uh, I would bet on her for next year. She's got to make sure she doesn't get out of the public consciousness. Like she's got to make sure she stays in there yeah. because it can easily be a, what have you done for me lately award? So stay in and, and, you know, Hey, I'm not a huge fan, but you know, it's, it's, it's kind of impressive. I mean, it's like, it's not every day. Somebody comes out of nowhere from a reality TV show. And, and like it's successful. I mean, right. it's, it's not every day, and, and especially that, that reality yes. TV show. Right. I mean, I guess you could kind of say because they're all still doing music. Like I've never heard any of their songs. Yes. Never. But she left the show, and then all of a sudden she's everywhere. Yeah. 
I think it's still, that might be worth an episode just to look at like the, the rise the of Cardi B. B. I don't have to dance yeah. no more. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> I'm um, really racking my brain trying to think of artists, period, just from reality TV shows that have had a modicum of success. And the only person that's come to mind is Kelly Osbourne. And that was because she was the daughter of like a metal icon. Like that, and that, that was very short That was very short. Very she short-lived. had one song. I cannot think of anyone else who's had a sustained career. No. From reality TV. Kudos, Cardi B. <laughs> and and there and there are other there are other um artists trying to follow in her footsteps, like former strippers becoming rappers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the the it's the female version of the former drug dealer becoming a rapper. Wow. For females it's former strippers. Well wow. I mean so I guess ironically because former drug dealers have become rappers still want to sling drugs. Um I did see her on stage somewhere and it seemed like she still wanted to strip, so I guess it doesn't leave well, you. It, I don't know. It's not. <laughs> like, well, she's getting she's getting paid still, so it's not. It's it, it's one of those like like one of those creative outlets. You just have to like you know get that get that out you can a, a little the, bit at a time. You can take the strip out of the strip club. I mean, but if she ends up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if she ends up coming here and like going to Magic City or something, oh god, we, we might feel like something's wrong. For old time's sake, you know, <laughs> she's like, "Well, I always want to dance here." Like, she's got like, like, well, Amber Rose, she doesn't strip anymore, but she probably has a stripper pole at her home. Yeah, I, I'd bet that just for fun. Yeah, <laughs> not like, like wonder, a though, fallback, like, right? Right. <laughs> would that kind of be if she came here and she saw Magic City? Would that kind of be like, "I've always wanted to dance here, and this is my shot"? You know, like they're not going to kick me out. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, she's too. I think she's too big at this point. She probably. That she would be a that would they would the club would have to charge a lot of money, yeah, just to get in, right? To right. watch, it's a celebrity night, yeah, it's, yeah. Come see Cardi B shake it up at Magic City <laughs> while performing I, Bodak Yellow. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I could hear the promo on Hot 107, <laughs> right? Um, it's um, Saturday. I'm, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> hey, it might be on a Monday. Apparently, that's a that's the big night. Oh, yeah, Magic according City. to the future, Monday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get to the. Billboard 200, uh, number one, debuting at number one, Camilla by Camilla Cabello. Number two, The Greatest Showman soundtrack. Uh, the, um, down from number one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I was surprised it was number one. It was number one for what, two weeks, three yeah. weeks. Uh, number three, Divide by the most influential artist in black music. Number four, <laughs> uh, Stoney by Post Malone. Number five, Reputation by the fake news of pop music. Number six, <laughs> The Beautiful and Damned by Gerald Easy. Number seven, Damned by Kendrick Lamar. Number eight, Revival by Eminem. Number nine, Love is Rage 2 by Lil Uzi Vert. And number 10, Life of a Dark Rose by Lil Skies. Wow. Yeah. Uh, come up with a name yeah. for Post Malone since he wants to be a serious rapper. Hip Hop has six of the, the 10 spots in the top yeah. 10. It's. um. It's been a good two decades, rap. Yeah. It's been, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and even like even with all the criticism that it receives, yeah. These artists still have like, even though I know, okay, I know of one song by Lil Uzi Vert. Well, technically two, because he was on Bad and Bougie, and not oh, yeah. um, Take Off was the one that wasn't on there, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and um, 
Like I've heard of him. I don't know of anything by Lil Skies. Um, but I've heard songs from like the other artists on that in the top 10, uh, even though with all the criticism they receive because of, you know, people don't think they're really, they're not really artists. Mm -hmm. They're just faces who, uh, speak as if they (laughs) have a mouthful of, uh, marbles, (laughs) basically. Um, People still buy it. They still have an audience. Yeah. Um, I think it was Erica Baidu in a recent interview in which she said a lot of controversial things, apparently. But she said oh, that um, the kids today don't care about lyrics as far as rap goes. They care about vibrations. Got a nice beat they need the it. vibrations. So it matters if, they, if it has a nice beat to it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably while we're seeing more celebrity producers producer tag like oh this is a metro booming song i know i'll like the vibrations on this one (laughs) (laughs) um let's get to the artist 100 so she released an album ding 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 ding. she has a number one song so of course she's number one of the artist 100 camilla cabello might need a nickname for her too the triple crown cc up from number 12 last week uh, number two, the artist formerly known as Fifth Harmony. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two, the most influential artist in black music. Number three, the retired 2K legends. Number four, uh, he wants to be a serious rapper. <laughs> uh, number five, uh, the love and hip hop legend Cardi B who still has more clout than number six, Bruno Mars. <laughs> yeah. Man, he can't like, they moved exactly like she they, was they both moved two yeah, spots. They both. Wow. That's <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> um, number seven, Halsey, number eight, the fake news of pop music. Number nine. Another reason you can get into the top 10 if you because died. you died. Yeah, the, the cranberries are number nine and number 10, Kendrick Lamar. Should we call him Serious Malone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Serious Malone. <laughs> That's it. Serious Malone, because I am seriously a rapper. <laughs> um, so, uh, I was trying to find that uh, Drake broke some records here um, to where he released... Uh, he's, he, he surprised the world with, um, <clears throat> kind of pulled a Beyonce really just kind of threw it out there. Yeah. He released two songs, uh, God's plan and diplomatic immunity, uh, released as an EP called scary hours. Uh, and of course, you know, there's been a lot of accusations of ghostwriting on his end. And of course, with this release, there's, uh, Accusations of stealing the uh, motif or design for the cover for Scary Hours. And uh, also that he, um, actually that was with Migos there. That someone claimed they, um, the Migos stole the beat from somebody and put it on Culture 2. Mm. Um, so yeah, more accusations of theft. Uh, but he is... Um, uh, God's plan is most likely going to be the number one song on the hot 100 next week. And, um, uh, 
Based on preliminary data, tracking the period before next week's Hot 100, God's Plan could draw over 55 million streams just in America. Mm. Wow. So it's definitely going to be number one on the streaming songs charts Mm -hmm. and it should sell over a hundred thousand downloads and will be on top of the digital song sales charts. And with radio promotion, just beginning, the song is also likely to draw over 20 million in the radio audience in, in its tracking week. So, uh, and then on the other side, diplomatic diplomatic immunity is going to be at about 20 million streams. So they'll probably be in the top 10 uh, at least. I'm wow. wow. Yeah. I, I got to know what made, him, what made him name it diplomatic immunity because I keep hearing lethal weapon. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like every time you say it, I hear lethal weapon. Mm-hmm. It just He's probably title, watching though. it. Yeah, he's, he's probably, probably watching it. Because yeah. he did, didn't he? He had back to back. Didn't he have back to back like I'm on the cover of lethal weapon? I think he's a lethal weapon fan. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Huh. I just put that together. But no, I just, that's all I keep thinking of. Um, so if, if I do, if I laugh, I, I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, this would be his fourth number one overall, his second as a lead artist. Uh, he was number, he was uh, featured on Rihanna's What's My Name uh, and also Work, with which are both number one. And his own, his first number one as a solo artist was One Dance yeah. or as a lead artist, that is. And he was also on... DJ Khaled's "I'm the One." I think he's. I think he's hitting. I think we're seeing prime. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, for free, he right? wasn't on that song. But <laughs> if God's plan were to debut at number one, it will be the first debut at number one since DJ Khaled's "I'm the One." He's hitting his stride, man. He's. We're seeing like him in his prime, to where whatever he <clears throat> whatever he touches turns to gold. Right. So he's just. Uh, He's uh, just extending that lead of most Hot 100 entries. He already has the record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's just extending that lead. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's likely to be number one um, next week. So we'll be wow. looking for that. Oh, that's from a dude from, from uh, Degrassi. Wow. Yeah. Anything is possible. Yeah, it really is, right? It <laughs> yeah. really is. Like, I watched the grassy. Wow. He was in a wheelchair, right? Yeah. yeah. He ain't in a wheelchair no more, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's just like, who would have thought, like, if you would have said, yeah, that dude in the wheelchair from Degrassi, it's going to be like the biggest star in the world. One of the more important things that happened, not only was his character in a wheelchair, it seemed like his character never got a haircut until he was almost off the show. Wow, <laughs> he demand, he stopped. Like, he had like it was just this scraggly thing excuse for a, for a hairline. He was probably doing. It was shows. just a puff of hair. It was a Brillo pad on top of his head. Yeah. Then he got a haircut, and that's when his whole attitude changed. <laughs> wow. Jimmy's attitude and Drake's attitude. <laughs> it all changed. <laughs> um. So yeah, he's just uh, extending his lead and um. And it's kind of, it's rare. It's so rare for a song to debut at number one on mm-hmm. the Hot 100. Uh, for that to happen, it, it normally has to be like this. I don't know, this great song from the beginning. But mm-hmm. I think that part of this, it was just, it's a new Drake. Like, oh, You're it's right. new Drake. I got to listen to it. Yeah. And that's going to drive 
uh, that's going to drive it up the charts. Yeah. I think that's a primary part of it. Yeah, I agree. Like, there's no Drake fatigue at all. Just like, I mean, in a sense, you could look at them as the, right now, maybe the, the Patriots of yeah of music. Every year. Every year. <laughs> right. And somehow, he, I mean, he's managed to, he's mastered everything in the streaming area. I don't know how he's done it. I know the partnership with Apple mm-hmm. plays a lot into it, but the guy's just insanely popular. I don't, yeah. I'm not the hugest Drake fan, but especially of his, his latest work, I was probably a <laughs> fan more so earlier on the, the thank, thank me later and yeah. the take care album. But I don't know. I mean, I'm, he's a, he works hard and you know, mm-hmm. he deserves what he gets. So, so I, I think know. he's more so, more so going to the singing more than the rapping has helped. I think. Yeah. Cause like he, he can sing his own hooks mm-hmm. um, or he can just sing us like, you know, one dance was even though it's, even if it's categorized as a categorized, excuse me, as a rap song, he's mostly sings on that song. Right. Um, and I think that helps. Like it just, it makes it an, a little bit of an easier pill to swallow. Yeah. Like, Oh, he's not dangerous. He's a, he's a singing dude. Like he just, <laughs> right. And he, he has the backing of millions of women. I mean, they, yeah. they love him. I, I think that's a big part of it also. Yeah. A big factor that can't be overlooked. And I don't know what it is, but he just, they love him. They yeah. follow him. I don't know if it's the way he looks. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I don't know many women. I think that that's why. He, and yeah. I, I think what's helped is that he grew a beard. The, the beard. The, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Be- the beard has he got like bigger too. Yeah. Yeah. That I think that's what it was. Bearded muscles. Yeah. So let that be a, a lesson to anyone watching. And he's Canadian, so he's stereotypically nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> so we have the, um, we talked about the Golden Globes a couple of episodes ago, and uh, this is me won the Golden Globe, and for Binge Pasek and Justin Paul, they go back to back. Because they wrote uh, the uh, they wrote City of Stars, mm-hmm. which right. won the La Golden La Globe, right, and the Oscar from uh, La La Land last year. So they are nominated this year for Best Original Song, uh, along with Mighty River from Mudbound, music and lyrics by Mary J. Blige, Raphael Sadiq, and Tora Stenson. Wow. Mystery of Love by Call Me from Call Me by Your Name, music and lyrics by Sufjan Stevens. Or is it Sufjan? So I've I've heard, I've heard it's Suvian and Sufjan. Yeah, I've heard, and I've also just Suffin Stevens, but yeah. Uh, Remember me from Coco. Music and lyrics by Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. They are famous for writing "Let It Go" from Frozen. Uh, wow. Robert Lopez is also the youngest uh, EGOT winner. Yeah. <laughs> and stand up for something uh, from Marshall. Music by Diane Warren. Lyrics by Lonnie Lynn and Diane Warren. This I know this song is sung by um, Andra Day. Yep. yep. Andra mm-hmm. Day uh, featuring Common. So Common with his second nomination. And is he going to be... I hope, he, I hope this doesn't happen to him. Uh, I would like to see more rap songs get nominated or, you know, just more rappers get nominated in this category. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't become like, okay, we have a black uh, historical figure. We're doing a film about, we need a song. Let's get common <laughs> because he, he did one for Selma. Yep. And now he's got one about on a movie about Thurgood Marshall. Yeah. And I watched it last night and I was in a way disappointed, but I, that's 
here's with me and why I'm a little bit worried about Black Panther. Yeah. I feel like um Hollywood or whoever his marketing team is is trying to push Chadwick Boseman on us too hard. I, while I think he's talented, it's always the material mm-hmm. that makes it this like he can't make the material better than what it is. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like um like I don't like I already feel like Marshall isn't that good. 42 wasn't that good. Um uh, even though he was he his performance was good, but right. the material is like eh. it's kind of patronizing a little yeah. bit. Yeah, James Here, Brown, the, get, uh, get, on get on up. up. Yeah, I I enjoyed Get On Up. I did mm. not like Get On Up for several it. reasons. <laughs> One, the screenplay. <laughs> Two, it was not filmed in Augusta at all. Which I will say that didn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you already get the tax breaks for filming in Georgia, right? Just and, film in Augusta, and right. it was it was heavily sanitized. Yeah. I, okay, I could see that. Yeah, now knowing now what I know, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, but his performance was good. Yeah, but the material like totally let me down. Right. That's why I'm worried about Black Panther. Black Panther will be good because it's Marvel. Like they're gonna they're gonna put it through the yeah, Marvel like, Disney machine, and it's just gonna they. It's something that like we can't possibly mess this up. You got a black director. You got every black <laughs> actor you could find. Right. And, you know, it should. Even the guy from Get Out. You found him. Yeah. You got him. He got out. You got him. Right. <laughs> and then you, you went and found Angela Bassett. Some, you got to get Angela yeah, Bassett if you have a black. You got Forrest Whitaker. He's in it, right? He is. Yeah, I think wow. Forrest Whitaker is in there. Yeah. That's probably the best supporting cast that he's had, though. Chad and you got, you got the other uh, big looking? young black actor in Michael B. Mm-hmm. Jordan. Yep. Yeah. So, that was interesting. They made when they made him the villain. I was like, okay, all right, mm-hmm. I like where this is going. There's yeah. not a lot of opportunities for black guys to play villains. No, no. it doesn't have. I want to see more of that, but it, there's you know becomes a. Why we got to be the bad guy? Yeah, and it's just it, like it, be, it becomes that not? conversation. Why not? <laughs> because we can. Right. Because we're good enough actress to be. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Black Panther is going to be excellent. I think it's as a matter of fact, it might be. I'm hearing early people say it might be the best since like Civil War. Wow. Like Captain America Civil War. Like there's and so that I'm cautiously optimistic. But like that's what the early reports are saying. Like it could be like the the first cut of it is four hours. They're cutting it down. Mm. I would watch a four hour now, I'd watch a four hour movie. And it's got and it's it's directed by Ryan Coogler. Who did the only two movies I know he's done is Creed and mm. Fruitvale Station. Yeah. yeah. So this is a big jump for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, he, he took on a, you know, a, a great, um, tra- a, but tragic story. And then he does an update of one of the most iconic film characters ever. Mm-hmm. And now let's give him this large scale, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, comic book film, uh, in which, um, I don't want to feel like he was cast just because like it should have a black director with all these black people. I'm not gonna lie to really, you. Like, there well, probably were some people saying that, like, well, it's, yeah. it's got it's got black everything else. Why not? It's just like, well, you know, because and the, the the one thing about it is though, like, normally like Marvel does have a stable of directors that they go to, so this is a little different. Mm-hmm. This is a little different, but I think that like the produce, I feel like like when they, the company's gonna help. It's probably like okay, we're gonna have Michael B. Jordan. And Michael B. Jordan probably only wants to work with Ryan Coogler. He, it's like, <laughs> he, if 
he's the Coogler is the Scorsese to his De Niro. Mm. <laughs> you think so? that that's what this is going to be? Yeah. And or on a uh, with much lower stakes, uh, his Antoine Fuqua to Denzel Washington. Wow, you went yeah. there. Okay, <laughs> right. Now, one thing I was disappointed about was, uh, and no disrespect to to Ludwig Gorson, the guy that works with Childish Gambino, that produces yeah. all of Childish Gambino stuff. He's actually scoring the the film. Black he's scoring Black Panther. Uh huh. This is going to be interesting. They probably almost cast Donald Glover in something as part of it. Probably. Well, he's in, he's already, he was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Donald Glover. Will they be? Yeah. So he was. That was probably a package deal then. Like, yeah. I'll do this if you have him, you know. Yeah, he right. was in Spider-Man something. Homecoming and he starred as, so the, the black Spider-Man, Miles Morales, um, who becomes Spider-Man after Peter Parker dies. Spoiler alert for anyone who's a comic book fan. I mean, <laughs> this is years after, so if you don't know this by now, I'm sorry. Right. Um, but he plays his uncle. Hmm. So, like, Miles Morales is not in Spider-Man Homecoming, but, like, it's kind of like one of those Easter eggs. Like, the character that he is is Miles Morales' uncle. Hmm. Yeah. And so, and ironically, they wanted him to play Miles Morales. Like, that's what everyone was clamoring for. When they wanted a black Spider-Man, they're like, well, one exists... Mm-hmm. He can play Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone was like, well, let's first let's get a good Peter Parker. We've got enough Peter Parker. <laughs> We've got plenty of Peter Parker Spider-Mans. We've had three different ones this century. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's okay to change it up. Yeah. Uh, so from these best original song nominees, um, like I said, this is me won the golden globe, but do you think there's any of these other ones that could, um, I think I'll be pulling an upset, honestly. I, don't, I haven't heard any of them. Um, other, I mean, I've been actually been jamming to This Is Me. Um, the others, I have not heard. I don't think I heard the song from Coco. That wasn't nominated for uh, Golden Globe, was yeah, it? Yeah, it was. It was? Then I, I just didn't hear it then. I heard the one about the, the bull that Nick Jonas did. Yeah, Ferdinand. Yeah, that Ferdinand, was from Ferdinand. Yes. I, did, I, I thought that would be nominated here, but I guess not. Um, I'll have to check out some of these other nominees. I haven't heard... Anybody, well, outside of the the one written for Marshall, the comedy and Andre okay. Day, Diane Warren, that song. But I just want to see Mary J. Blige and Raphael Sadiq win it. That would be, and that would be yeah. awesome. That yeah, would be very awesome. That that would be great because she's also nominated for for, for best. best supporting actress. Mm-hmm. For I I saw Mudbound on Netflix, so I thought it was a Netflix original, mm-hmm. and I think technically technically it is. I think I think it is. That's where I. But saw. if you do yeah. like some kind of limited run. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be eligible for an Academy Award, hmm. or they might have loosened up the rules, or or something to that effect, or maybe just satisfy the rules. Because I know there was one year to where uh, Idris Elba had done a film, and it, it was winning all these awards, but he wasn't nominated for an Oscar because of their rules as far as theatrical releases. As far as far as theatrical releases, because it was just on Netflix, but it had enough of a run in a theater mm-hmm. to where he was nominated for a Golden Globe. Okay, but not an Oscar because of whatever their rules are. That's crazy. I think I, I hope to see that change. I know we're not a movie podcast, but I hope to see that change eventually because I think the way in which we're consuming movies is, is about to change, yeah. especially yeah. with the Cloverfield sequel and talks to go on Netflix and not in the theaters. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. really like the the streaming in music is that. That same thing, I think the way the Grammys had to change their their yeah. rules to yeah. to bring in or to 
grant eligibility for the the streaming releases. They'll have to do yeah. the same thing for Netflix, Hulu, yeah, and wherever else. So, yeah, I really hope to see that happen because I mean, if they get the, if they get that, because um, I know they were gonna that was gonna be a theatrical release. If they get the Cloverfield sequel, maybe we can see more movies going to Netflix. Yeah, um, because they were they were very happy with their return on Bright. Even though it like was destroyed it was by like, critics, <laughs> yeah. But they, I liked it. I watched it. I liked it. It was what it was. Like I didn't go in there expecting like you know Citizen Kane. Yeah, I knew what I was gonna get. Like I know Will Smith is sometimes phoning it in at this point. I get it. Yeah, I saw After Earth. How do you phone it in on sci-fi movies though? Because that seems like that's all he's doing now. Something sci-fi well, or something then, like Oscar Beatty, su- supernatural. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. It wasn't like it wasn't seven pounds at kind of Oscar no, but bait, I'm saying, was but it? He did that other movie last year that was clearly. Oh Oscar yeah, bait. I forget the name. Um, of it. Yeah, I know what you're talking or about. Or like he, uh, he com- met emotions or something. It was Collateral really Beauty. Yeah, yeah, he just completely checked out. That's also on yeah, HBO was... too, if you want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah, I'm 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 good on that one. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the Issa Rae card and say I'm I'm rooting for the black people. Yeah. So uh, I would want to see Mighty River or stand up for something win. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, also, I don't know. I don't know if either of you have seen this, but we also we have to uh, call him Academy Award nominee Kobe Bryant. Yeah, really? For the um, for basketball. his dear basketball, yeah. hmm, uh, it's nominated for best animated short. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I, I thought I, was th- I, I thought I was misreading that at first. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope that, uh, I, I would want to see him win too. So I, I wonder what he'd be the first. That'd be something he could hold over Jordan. Yeah. Some right. people still claim, oh, George should have been at least nominated for Space Jam. One, no. no. <laughs> for one, no. And two, he could do something that Jordan could never yeah. do. Yeah. Nominated for Space Jam? Come on. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah. Um, so... Let's get into Ben's earworm of the week. Yeah. So chose this because Def Leppard is finally streaming. Found that out live on the air last week (laughs) and uh, immediately went and listened to the album X, which was released in 2002. I would have sworn it was a Max Martin produced album, but I think some of the people who worked at Cherry on Studios actually did produce it. So Hmm. that's probably where the sound came from. Um, it's called Four Letter Words, and it sounds exactly like what you would expect an, uh, um, a song by a band from the 80s who is still making music. To, it would sound mm-hmm. like they're clearly better, th- like they're clearly good at their instruments. They probably recorded everything in one take. Um, and, they were, and I imagine they were like, man, this was a lot easier than it was back in the 80s. Like I can mess up and like you can punch me and like they're probably like. <laughs> You know, amazed at the technology. So, like, it and sounds. There wasn't muttling to yell at them or anything. No, there wasn't. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> I, I was like, if it wasn't them, it was going to be him, but he wasn't there. But, like, it's like the recording is flawless. Like, you're listening to a drummer with one arm, people. <laughs> like, he's, hmm. he sounds pretty good. So, yeah, like, it's, it's really well performed. All right. Well, welcome to uh, streaming music, Def Leppard. And we'll play their song, Four Letter Word. And we'll be right back. Ain't just your kiss, K I 
That is Four Letter Word by Def Leppard from their album X. And they have just come on to the streaming services. It's about time. <laughs> Were they part of that? Was it Atlantic Records? Um, No, they were on, they're on Island, so <clears throat> Def Jam? That, that would be Def Jam. Yeah. Or the other way around. Um, their number one song is currently When Love and Hate Collide. So mm-hmm. it's not Pour Some Sugar on Me. In yeah. An upset. They had some live <laughs> records on there before. So, I mean, like, they, but now they're like actual studio recordings are on there. So, like, it'll probably take a little bit of time for their songs to um, come out there. But, like, everything's on there Hyster- um, Hysteria, Pyromania, all the classics. So, but yeah, I, I went and listened to X. That was the first thing I listened to because I've always wanted to hear the rest of that record. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. So you can check that out on our BTT YHT Earworms playlist on Spotify right now. All right. So uh, we are going to prognosticate the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> the Grammys are coming up as of this recording. It will be uh, coming on tomorrow. Uh, you can choose between that and the Pro Bowl. Um, someone thinks one is bad TV, and then the other thinks that the other event is bad TV. <laughs> um, so uh, we're we're going to go through the the general categories first, and kind of make our picks there. All right, so um, let's just start with with what's going to be presented last album of the year. <laughs> uh, album of the year this year we have. Um, Four artists of color and one female artist. Hmm. Uh, so we have Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino, 444 by Jay-Z, Dan by Kendrick Lamar, Melodrama by Lord, and 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. Uh, Jay, we'll start with you. Uh, what is your pick and why? Uh, why do you think it will win? No, I think... <laughs> I think damn, damn, damn is my pick. Kendrick Lamar's damn. That's my pick, and it should win because this is his third time being yep. nominated in the category, following To Pepper Butterfly and uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Mm-hmm. So for me, this this is the album where Kendrick sort of crystallized, or he really continued, or he solidified the skill set, if that makes any sense. Like yeah. in in the past, you could pretty much poke holes in his in his arsenal. Like one thing that he didn't have was this huge mega pop hit, one crossover hit that just that everybody could agree on. Mm-hmm. And with Humble, he did that. Um, you know, the storytelling remained the same. Yep. And honestly, this is not my favorite Kendrick album. I actually like um To Pimper Butterfly. I thought that was his his best body of work musically. I just thought it was a, a better album, but he, mm-hmm. in a way he's, he sort of, he simplified things he, he made. And the, the word that people use all the time was accessible. That's probably the, the main word you hear when you, when you think about damn, it's a, it's an album that, that had something that everybody could agree on. And he even has a, a really good look, love song um it's called love with <laughs> with the kids Zakari. i think it's like right at number 12 on the hot 100 right now so i think this could be his year but i'm scared because i feel like him and jay-z are gonna split 
the vote. You yeah, know. I think they're going to split the vote. And I, even though I think Kendrick should win and he's my pick, a part of me feels like Bruno Mars or Lord are going to sneak in that back door mm. and win album of the year. And that's that's just how I how I feel about. It. I think that's what's going to happen. I hope not, but um, yeah, I I understand what you're saying by way like, accessibility mm-hmm. um, because his. His first number one single is a song produced by Mike Will Made It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a, and a beat that was meant for Gucci. Gucci. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's this video that, uh, that Crank Lucas made to where, like, it was basically a, a skit about how hard it is to be Kendrick Lamar's, uh, engineer. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he's saying that he wants these different sounds. And let me see if I can pull it up really quick. But he wants these different sounds or he wants like something to play backwards and then forwards <laughs> right. simultaneously. It was uh mixed by Ali. That's, the, <laughs> that's his name, the engineer. Um yeah, that would that would be annoying, I would imagine. <laughs> Just yeah. like do this, now do this. Right. Like what? What? Yeah. what? Um Okay, here it is. Uh why couldn't engineer Kendrick Lamar? <laughs> Okay, listen. When I come in, I want the pitch to be very low. And then gradually get higher. Just like the way I'm talking right now. Yes, I like that. Okay. This is Conscious Kendrick. This is Conscious Kendrick, and I hope it's not condescending. But I wrote this, I'm condescending. A potent and constant ending. Ending the questions posed to the pros and the kinds of sending. Let us pray. If God were from Compton, just for a day, would he come out and play? Would he stay in the house and clean his AK? Pull up on niggas beefing, close his eyes, let it spray. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so the next four fifths of the bar is gonna have a filter and be paying to the left. Four fifths? How the hell am I supposed to calculate that shit? You know who would be dope on this record? Alex Trebek. What? Alex Trebek. Never mind. I know where you stay, live that, and where you hide. I know where you ride. Never been to Rosecrans, nigga, come and find. Okay, now I'm gonna switch up the beat. Okay. Bro, how you gonna do two bars and just hop to another beat like that? Because this beat isn't for talking. These drums are strictly for walking. Whatever, now. <laughs> I was riding down the streets, knocking to the beats, with the OG sipping on some yak. See the on repeats, pulled up to the light, seen some niggas that was hating from the party. Then I, okay, right here, you're gonna put a gunshot so they know I got killed. And then you're gonna put a giraffe sound and go back to the first beat. <laughs> what is a Hold giraffe up, sound? You're going too much now. What the fuck does this giraffe sound like? It's similar to a spider sound, but it has a longer neck. You got me switching beats like I'm a DJ. It's okay, Crank. What happens on Earth stays on Earth. <laughs> so, yeah. Three of a bar. How am I supposed to know what it is? Right. Um, so that uh, lends to the inaccessibility of Kendrick Lamar yeah. uh, for, for some. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to have the um, the simple catchy uh, production of Mike Will Made It yeah. um, maybe all he needs to win that elusive Grammy uh, for album of the year that is uh, it would only be the third hip hop project to ever win the award Wow! the others being Speaker Box Love Below and The Miseducation of Warren Hill hmm. and he's lost previously to um, Taylor Swift's 1989 hmm. which been abhors yeah. and uh Daft Punk's random access memories. I don't think anyone was going to beat them that year. No. 
That was a good album. They were only going to beat themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow his Good Kid Mad City was upset for best rap album by Seattle, Seattle the album. album. Yeah. <laughs> AKA The Heist. <laughs> Seattle, <laughs> Seattle the album. Yeah. Um, I think uh, it was mixed by Sir Mix <laughs> <laughs> Uh So, Ben, what is your. Um, what is your pick for album of the year? Everything he just said. I think that damn should win. Um, I think 24 karat magic will win basically off of the strength of the fact that I think everyone likes Bruno Mars. Yeah. Like he's, he is, he is the safest bet out of these was this uh, five. Um, I don't think Lord, um, I don't think she's there yet. I think, I think she outthinks the room, if if that makes any sense. <laughs> like her records are just, just you know, like she's, um, she's like, um, she's like, uh, God, what is her name? Lana Del Rey. If you read an encyclopedia, <laughs> like that's what she she's she's trying to be a smarter Lana Del Rey. Four forty four. I'm not a huge fan of. I think Awaken My Love will go over people's heads. I'm just saying. I I love Redbone. Um, and I, I even love, um, you and your mama, t- your mama, what am I, me and your mama, me and your mama. I like that <laughs> song too, but I think the rest of the album is just going to go over people's heads. Like yeah. it's just, it's, it's out of these, out of this category, in this category though, I think it's the most daring album. Like he gave yeah. up the most to make this album. He, you know, he was seen as this rapper yeah. and then not only does he, he starts singing, but he's going to channel George Clinton, everything from all the <laughs> funk from the seventies <laughs> and all the funk you can find. Um, yeah. and it was, it was yeah. so different. It would have been so easy to make because the internet part two, or just something similar right? to yeah. where, you know, like he probably, and he probably would have been more successful doing it too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not so sure. I think, I think, he- I think it would have been expected mm-hmm. and maybe there's one good song on it, but then I think people would have realized right away that, he's not really going anywhere because with his um with each well at least with his his major releases mm-hmm. there's been some kind of theme with think, it okay yeah. and and a progression yeah. like camp was basically uh him growing up to that point mm-hmm. and then because the internet is basically uh an existential crisis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then awaken my love is about him becoming a father and then his relationship with his father. Mm-hmm. So it's whatever is whatever point he is in life is going to affect what music he's going to make. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think because the internet too would have been, uh, it probably would have been trash if he tried. I to think do it would have been. Good. <laughs> wow. I think it would have. I don't know. I mean, of course, it's not going to be because of the internet too, literally. But like, I think had he gone that route again, I don't know. But I mean, what what we got, "Awaken My Love," was a very bold album. Yeah, yeah. And I'll just. I mean, and and that's it. It wasn't. It it was for what it was. It was good. And it, but like he he risked a lot. Like he really did risk a lot making it. I think. The, yeah, the, I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think essentially he cre- recreated himself as a new artist. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I think if you had no prior knowledge of who Childish Gambino was to Awaken My Love, you would think he was, you know, really an R and B guy. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know that this guy actually rapped, but musically, 
I mean, it's an it's an amazing album. I, they actually use live instrumentation mm-hmm. on the album, and the guy we talked about earlier, uh, Lubick Gorenson, yeah. his producer and you know co-writer, he did great things on the album. I mean, it's it's a complete. And you mentioned it earlier. I mean, it's a complete take on uh, Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was uh, it was probably mostly inspired by the album Maggot Brain. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and. Uh, and why well, I said like the relationship with his father, because that's what this is the music his father listened to. Like mm-hmm. when, like sitting with his father, this is the music that they listened to together. Um, I, and, and I do like that. It was, su- it was such a risk. He took a huge risk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what may have helped him along or, or given him the confidence or just the support is his record label. well, it was his record label, <laughs> but, um, glass note. The reason why he signed with them is because when he met with them about signing a record deal, they approached it as if, okay, this is what we can do for your career, for your music career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this is, you know, as far as marketing and branding and all of that, while other labels, saw him as a comedian wanting to be a rapper mm-hmm. and saw it as a gimmick and were giving him these one-off deals and weren't taking him seriously. Um, so it's, it's interesting yeah. you mentioned them too, because I'm looking at their current roster and they do that with everybody. Phoenix is on here. The temper trap, two door cinema club, Tori Miller, Mumford and sons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like there's a lot of people churches is on here. You know, there's See, a this lot could of be big for them because Mumford and sons won an album of the year mm-hmm. on a glass note. Yeah. Yeah. So now I will yeah. say this. Uh, I felt like I felt SZA deserved the, this actual last spot. Well, that awaken my love got on mm-hmm. album of the year. Okay. Yeah. I felt SZA had the, I think I thought control was really su- superb. I thought it was the best R and B album of the year. And even though red red bone, it gradually grew over time. It didn't hit immediately, but it grew into something, yeah. you know, that was big. And it, I won't say it carried the album. Cause I, I think there were a lot of great records on awaken my love, but mm-hmm. I think a, a lot of his success within music and you just alluded to it. I think him winning, you know, the, um, what was it? The golden globe or Emmy last year for Atlanta. Both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think he's just one of those rare talents that certain voices or certain influencers in the industry, they're going to push him to, to be one of those EGOT guys. The, the guy that wins the Emmy, the Grammy, the, the Oscar, the, the Tony. Yeah. Um, with this, it was a surprise to me. Like I'm a Charles Gambino fan. Mm-hmm. This was a surprise that it was nominated in this category Very yeah. uh, because of the risk of it. And like, it just felt like it was totally by accident. Yeah. Um, Redbone was like, while a, while a great song and it got the exposure from it's in get out. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which you need to see. Yeah, yeah. I know. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it. Stay woke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But with it uh, getting like getting that kind of exposure, um, and I think it it was it was something like you said it just kind of like grew on people over time, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's the one that kind of snuck in there to me compared to these other four albums. Yeah. Uh, so I would understand if you think uh, if you think something like SZA may have may have deserved that spot 
or, or somebody else. Um, I would love to see it win. Uh, but my pick is 24 karat magic because <laughs> it's, while it's a great album, um, it's the, it's probably the, the safest. Yeah. And I think that in this category, like recently they've gone with the safe pick, uh, last year it was 25. Mm-hmm. While I, a lot of people may have thought it should have been lemonade, I honestly think they gave that to her because they knew she wasn't going to be doing this for a while. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. kind of like I feel like they gave the album to someone or at least nominated them if they think they're going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, they yeah. do that if the, someone's going to take some time off. Yeah. Um, and then the previous year it went to 1989 to where it probably should have been to Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I also mm-hmm. think that Taylor Swift would agree. Yeah. 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 In her awkward dancing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then like there's some that are like out of left field picks like the year before that Beck's morning phase, which I still have never listened to. Yeah, I haven't either, actually. <laughs> but I need to the popular album that year to me was Beyonce self-titled. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Pharrell Williams girl, which I which probably would have been my like I would have wanted that to win out mm-hmm. of those. Um, but yeah, it's always the, the Academy's all over the place. I think that's the yeah. sa- it's safe to say they're typically all arcade fire suburbs. Yeah, arcade fire. Mm-hmm. We say arcade more. Fire. Yeah. Be, but we say more. that was, that might've been the safe pick over Eminem, Lady Gaga, which one was it? Katy Ar- Perry. Was it art pop? Lady Gaga? Fame monster. Fame monster. Oh, God, I almost lost my religion right there. Wow. That beat fame monster. It beat Fame Monster, Recovery by Eminem, Teenage Dream, and Need You Now. It beat Teenage Dream? Yeah. Need You Now was arcade, weak. Arcade Fire. But, think, but still, Arcade Fire, though. I think right. Need You Now was weak. I'm sorry. I, 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 I watched the end of that show when it when Arcade Fire won, and then they awkwardly had to perform <laughs> at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just like, who are these people? I, I don't know who they are. You're right. <laughs> um. Would you think yeah. if he does win? Because I mean, out of the five on the list, it's the most commercially successful. I mean, yeah, yeah. Finesse is even without Cardi B on Finesse. I I still thought Finesse was a hit, even when yeah, because this album came out November two thousand sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, twenty four karat magic. The the single itself was pretty big, and he followed that up with that's what I like. Yeah, which just blew the door. Which is down. also a number. Both <laughs> both of those singles were number one. Right. So I mean, you know, he's pretty much dominated the charts for. Well, it'll be coming up on two years in November, but um, and that Versace on the floor single it didn't do as well as the the other three, but I think Bruno, I I feel a lot more lawsuits <laughs> coming <laughs> coming for Bruno. I hope not, man. I, Off of this album. Yeah, like I, album? what do you, what do you think he may have like ripped off? Um, well, you know, finesse. That's all Teddy Riley. That's all New Jack Swing. That, yeah, that I entire. But, but, what, but if it does, it sound. Do you think I told. It you, like I think it sounds like song? I want her. That's what it sounds like to me. I want her by Keith Sweat. If it's out you on the floor for old times' sake, <laughs> <Free Jones>. mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm telling you, like he. That's that's what I heard when I heard finesse. I was like, oh man, that sounds. I want her. Dink, 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 yeah. dink. I don't know. I, I mean, like blurred lines has more had more of a case. The <laughs> there was more of a case there. Yeah. Or with uh, was it a Lana Del Rey song in Radiohead? Yeah, Lana Del Rey and Radiohead. Yeah. yeah. 
There was more of a case there yeah, than more, I think there's with definitely him. more of a case there. More of a case with, um, well, actually, Joe Satrani tried to sue Coldplay, but that never saw the light of day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what I want to ask y'all this, but but what about Jay Z though? I I feel like this this guy's won twenty one Grammys and four forty four itself. The sort of the sonics of the album, I guess the the subject matter itself, it sort of fits like what the the old Grammy guard, like the old group of voters that mm-hmm. that's in there now. Mm-hmm. It seems like a a very traditional record. A very I mean, it didn't do well on the charts or anything. There was no big hit from it i don't think he wanted one yeah it didn't matter yeah yeah but it just I, it's a very efficient album at only 10 songs um i think no id used a lot of classic samples mm-hmm. that if people actually listen to the album they would know mm-hmm. what they are but i think it's one that that some people could get behind just like awaken my love i think it, they're both traditional albums in a sense that people if they really listen to them the grammy voters themselves I think it's an album that they could probably get behind. I think so. Maybe. I mean, I I think we're going to be shocked. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if 444 wins it, we'll be shocked. If Melodrama wins it, those two would those two would shock me the most. I don't yeah. think Awake of My Love has a chance. So I guess that would really shock me. But Melodrama or 444 winning. Mainly just because I know that, like, Melodrama wasn't as big either. I mean, it was right. kind of in no, the same. No, I, I only yeah. heard one song from right. it. The Green Light. Green song. Light, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if if you were going to... like if, if Pure Heroin, as big as that <laughs> yeah. album was, wasn't even dominated for album of the year, Mm-mm. then what's melodrama? Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think those two would be the bigger shocks if they did win. Kendrick, to me, he can only lose. I would only be upset if he lost to either Bruno or Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I would, like... I'm just picking Bruno Mars, but if Kendrick Lamar won, great. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. finally, <laughs> right. about time. Right, <laughs> he was supposed to have won a long time ago. Um, but with the grant, I feel like that we're in a. We've talked about how how we look at certain albums that have won, and and compared to other albums in that category that mm-hmm. were probably better. Yeah, what the Academy was thinking at the time, and I think right now they're thinking safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of uh, the political environment, yeah. the the social environment, the safest record on that list is 24 Karat Magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we're going to Record of the Year. Uh, now, the difference from Song of the Year, Record of the Year goes to the artist and the producer and the engineer. So this is about how it sounds. Pretty much. Uh, this year we have Redbone by Childish Gambino, Despacito, the remix <laughs> with Luis Fonsi, Daddy Yankee, Justin Bieber, The Story of OJ by Jay Z, Humble by Kendrick Lamar, and 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. So, start with you, Jay. Uh, what is your pick for record of the year? My pick is Despacito. <laughs> I think this was probably the the most culturally relevant song all year. Yeah. I I think um you it know it said it literally ruled the summer. It yeah. did. <laughs> it did. It said on Billboard Top 100 chart for 16 weeks it tied with Mariah Carey and Boyz II Men. Yep. Yeah, one, one sweet, sweet day. day. 
Hated to see that record get broke. <laughs> yeah. Over, well, had billions of streams. Yeah. And, um, I mean, if you, if we really think about it, it's the first, well, one of the, the biggest foreign language songs to cross over and pretty mm-hmm. much dominate American radio. Yeah. For, you know, four months plus, like probably the first half of the entire year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, honestly, I would like, no, Nothing against Justin Bieber, but I would like to see him off of it. I would, I would. The, the original version be dominated, all, right? All instead of the one with him, right? The one with him is the one that was the hit. That was the yeah. that was the version that was number one. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the Spotify streams. The remix is at 998 million streams. Wow. The original version. A measly seven hundred and seventy-six million streams. Gasp. Wow! <laughs> Gasp! No, yeah, it's, it's 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 insane. Like you throw Justin Bieber on a track, man. It's just like, oh, it's the Biebs. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, and and it's a good. I mean, Louis Fonsi is a is a star in his own right. You know, like right. Yeah. And I think that's what some Americans might not understand. Like you go outside of America, we they know who Louis Fonsi is. Mm-hmm. He he's he's a big star in his own right. So it's like you got two big stars together. And Daddy Yankee. <laughs> yeah. And the song was on the um, Fast and Furious 8. Was I, that? It ain't here in the movie. Really? I thought it was, I, that's why I thought it was 8, because it was on the soundtrack. Yeah, no. I was waiting. I was very disappointed. Oh, was it not on the soundtrack? Like, it's I, I'm not, not sure. The, I don't know. I was waiting. But I didn't research that. So. I, I waited until the <laughs> I thought end the of the song movie. Was on the, I thought the song was on the soundtrack, and the it was a single, and that, so that's corny. what they going to hit. And as soon as the credits, I'm like, all right, we're going to hit Despacito. And it's something else. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Despacito, and I was very disappointed. Very disappointed. Um. So your pick is Despacito. Yes. Uh, what is your pick, Ben? Redbone. 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 Um. So this was one song from the moment I heard it. I fell in love with it. Um. While it is not the strongest written song, this ain't that category. This is a record of this the year. This is how it sounds. Right. How it and sounds. it sounds amazing. I love everything about how this song sounds. Um, I, I don't even know where to start. I just love the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. Like, from start to finish. I think it sounds really, really good. I don't know exactly what they did to his voice, but it sounds really cool. I had no clue it was him singing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just I love the way this song sounds. I honestly think... Either Despacito or Twenty Four Karat Magic will likely win, um, but I love I love Redbone from start to finish. Uh, going off of recent history, um, I think the Academy may look at something that is simple but can appear to be uh, layered and complex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, in that regard. I think it's going to be humble by Kendrick Lamar. Wow. Somebody pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not the safest pick, but um, I think it's going to be something, something that like feels epic, even though it's actually probably really simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go back to last year, Adele's hello one, yeah. which it appears very epic, minimalistic, but it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before that, you can look at uh, it. Would last uh, the year before that was Uptown Funk, which uh, appears epic, but I think it's actually a lot. It sounds a lot more simple than uh, yeah. There's not a ton than it appears. Home. The most complex thing about that really is the horn section. Yeah, <laughs> like that's 
Everything and, else is pretty. Plus, all Bruno Mars did was kind of rip off Trinidad James, and he's got a song. Yeah, <laughs> and to a certain degree, they got banned. Oops. Yeah, oh, and the time. Yeah, and, and the, the time. time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, yeah, um, and that is a good point there. Um, and also, on that, the year before that, uh, "Stay with Me" by Sam Smith, and one record of the year. One record of the year. Mm-hmm. Some hand claps and a, and a kick drum. <laughs> and yeah. before that, uh, Get Lucky by Daft Punk, whose songs are actually, they sound very simple once you, well, I once think you look at it. I'm, I'm, I want to be like, hey, now nah Rogers, that's probably like a, a nod to him more so than Daft Punk, if anything. Yeah, he's well, well overdue. Yeah. yeah, and he's well respected. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, is he, he, well, no, he didn't get into the Rock and Hall of Fame. He won, he won like a special award, but Sheik, Sheik didn't in get in. Mm-mm. Yet, they'll uh, be in there. They'll we need, be in we there. need to start writing letters. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, something that appears uh, appears complex, but it's actually very simple. Uh, so I think uh, humble is uh, is related to that sentiment more than the other songs. Let me ask y'all this: uh, Jay Z's the story of OJ and. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> There's no chance. And it's strictly because of lyrical content. And I think even... While I don't mind right. it, I'm not a Grammy voter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I think even with the name OJ being in the title, I'm sure they don't want anything mm-hmm. dealing with OJ Simpson. That's why they moved they move the ceremony to New York. Yeah. <laughs> <Instead of> right. <laughs> you mean he's out? He got out? Oh, no, no. Right. We don't want him, man. I'm not <laughs> black. I'm OJ. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's look at song of the year, which is songwriting award. It goes to the songwriters of the record. Um, so this year we have, um, okay. This year we have Despacito, uh, 444 issues by Julia Michaels. One eight hundred two seven three eight two five five by Logic featuring Alessia Cara and Khalid, and that's what I like. So only Despacito is nominated both. in both categories for record mm-hmm. and song. Um, do you think that makes it? A, it gives it a better chance of it winning. I think it wins one and not the other. Yeah, All I right. agree. So since so you pick Despacito for record of the year what do you think wins song of the year the issues records record with uh julia michaels i think it's a really good record but i just don't think she has the name recognition and mm-hmm. you know she right now she doesn't have a proper album out one mm-hmm. that actually supports the song itself my pick is actually um the suicide prevention hotline number 1-800-273-8255 that's my pick um I think it I wouldn't say it's a record that sort of broke down a lot of barriers culturally. Um, I think it was. It's a record that hurt hit a certain segment of the market. I, and I, you know, a lot of people can relate it to it. Those who have yeah. unfortunately gone through that experience. Um, but I, I think it was a prob. It's probably the most impactful song. It has a really profound meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it also includes. Alessia Cara and Khalid, who are both nominated for a few awards themselves. Best new artist. I know they're both nominated for best new artist. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. And, you know, I don't, 
I don't know if those two will win any other awards. And I, I think it's a way to, to sort of kill a few birds with one stone, if that makes any sense. But, but overall, I, I think it's probably the, the most well-written record, especially coming from a rapper. And I, I know they want to give something to rap out of the, the big categories. And I think this is going to be their chance to do it with the, the logic record. Okay. All right. I mean, what do you think? I don't know. I'm changing my mind now after that. <laughs> cause I had Despacito cause I felt like Despacito was a better, was a really well-written song as far as his catchiness. But I do feel that 1-800 song is an incredibly important song, mm-hmm. a very hard hitting song. Um, and if you ever get a chance to watch the video, it hits even harder. Yeah. Along with the visuals. Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of split there because I, I I do feel that Despacito was the commercially, you know, the commercial song, whereas 1-800, I don't know if they meant for that to be as big of a hit as it was. Exactly. But it was. Um, For me, uh, I'm, I'm going to look at look at the category historically. <laughs> um, Last year it was Hello. And before that, Thinking Out Loud, Stay With Me, Royals. We are young, rolling in the deep. I think the simpler the song is, the better it has a chance to win. Uh, So in this case, um, I don't think the Academy wants Benny Blanco and Stargate to win anything right now, (laughs) or if ever. Um, And a song that's in another language, I don't... um, I don't know. I that I don't think that's happened before or it's been like decades. So Smooth. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> smooth was in English. Yeah, smooth. smooth. <laughs> <laughs> uh so um my pick for this is going to be um that's what I like. Bruno. Uh, if it wins, I might jump off the top of this house. Like I I, <laughs> I cannot that song is just <sighs> uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, you you hate the song. Honestly, I I think Bruno is really corny lyrically. Like I think <laughs> a lot of his lyrics are really cheesy. Wake Just, up in no jammies. Well, like we we talked about this to where like there's not a lot of depth no, with his lyrics. There's not, <laughs> and Who we're kind of expecting camping? like if he's my prediction is if he goes like uh, with any form of social commentary on his next album, and he's he's using his influences. Yeah. He's going to, it's going to be songs like oh, Land yeah. of Confusion by Genesis. Mm-hmm. Right. Rather than anything by Marvin Gaye. It's yeah. not going to well, be what's going on. Where are it's you it's now? going to be songs like that. <laughs> You're right. Because Bruno, in a way, he has boxed himself in. And I think his his true talent is his ability to, to sound like any and everybody. Yeah. Like he's an, an impressionist. And to, to me, that's what he does. And I, you're right. I, I think it's going to box him in from here on out. Yeah, he, he's gonna be like, Bruno, you gotta, you gotta say something. He's got, you, yeah, your song's gonna have a message, and instead of like what's going on or pretty, pretty much anything Curtis Mayfield has done, is gonna sound like Phil Collins. Yeah. That's my prediction. I, I, for I don't his even next know album. if it'll be as deep as Another Day in Paradise. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if it'll be as deep. <laughs> yeah, would it, it would it even be as deep as Land of Confusion? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if he does it. I mean, it has to be something that's so completely undeniable. Yeah. Like, I think musically, like as a as a musician, I think he might have the chops to pull something off. But I don't know unless he 
Unless he brings in a common and and uh, <laughs> and there's a movie to do a song for, right? Yeah, yeah. and look like we talked about with the with with uh, with Twenty Four Carry Magic. It was almost an album with Skrillex. Wow. So, uh, the the way it turned out was almost was it seems like it was by accident. Mm-hmm. So it might be something by accident, but you know that would lead to a Phil Collins sounding. Album. Wow! <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, we might get butt seriously. That's what we think we'll get. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. Good, no jacket required would be like that's a step too far. That's too fun. That's okay. too like if he's going serious, it's gonna we're gonna get butt seriously, and we're gonna get like the um. I'm trying to think what the cover looked like. The cover with the head was no jacket required. Yeah, I don't remember what seriously because he cut his hair and he 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 got serious. I want to. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But seriously, was with the head too. But it was just a like you know the really serious (laughs) face, like he was looking at homelessness. Wow. Yeah, that's that's enough to make you serious. (laughs) Staring homelessness in the face. All right, so let's get to um, our last general category, which is best new artist. This was formerly the kiss of death. Uh, It still can be because just going by looking at this decade. Um, Zach Brown band. Mm. They're still doing fine. Just yeah. in the country music. In world. the country music world, they're doing okay. Uh, Esperanza Spalding. Um, she never should have won, but what I, <laughs> hey, she beat like Justin Bieber and Drake. Bieber, Drake, Florence and the Machine, and Mumford and Sons. Wow, three of those artists have been at least nominated for album of the year. Wow, since then. Um. The after that, uh, Bon Iver, yeah, beating J. Cole, Nicki Minaj, and Skrillex. Mm. Uh, Fun, who is they broken up, I guess. I don't know, I don't, they're Jack all doing Ant- different things. Jack is just doing, he's all right. doing his writing know. for everybody. Yeah. Um, they beat four other artists who everything's kind of up in the air for them. Alabama Shakes, even though they were not for album of the year last year. Uh, Hunter Hayes, Frank Ocean, and the Lumineers. Hunter Hayes. Wow, what happened to him? I don't know. I don't know. Um, then right. after that, uh, the makers of Seattle, the album, <laughs> beating Ed Sheeran, the most influential artist in black music, uh, <laughs> James Blake, Casey Musgraves, and Kendrick Lamar. Casey Musgraves. She was supposed to be the next Taylor Swift. Yeah. She was. like they They had her like propped up to be the next Taylor Swift and like she just but they were like we won't have to worry about her going pop so uh, I think in the, the last couple of years it was whoever seemed like the easy choice mm-hmm. the next couple of years after that uh, Sam Smith uh, is the only one um, that I'm familiar with or care to be familiar song. with <laughs> over Bastille, Brandy Clark Haim and Iggy Azalea Haim hmm. was nominated I'm glad they didn't win and then after that, uh, Megan Trainer beat Courtney Barnett, James Bay, Tori Kelly, and the guy who writes songs about dusty women, <laughs> Sam Hunt. Mm. Former <laughs> UAB quarterback, <laughs> Sam Hunt. Really? I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, he didn't play. He was, oh, okay. He was, he was second string. Yeah. Writing songs. And then, on. uh, last year, Chance the Rapper, uh, over Kelsey Ballerini. The Chainsmokers, the Nickelback of EDM. Oh, we haven't had a chance to call them that yeah. in a long time. <laughs> uh, Marin Morris and Anderson Pack. Hmm. 
that Anderson Pack, he's he's special. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I think like three or four of my earworms last year were something featuring Anderson, <laughs> Anderson Pack. Pack. Yeah. Um Meta. And this year we have Alessia Cara, <laughs> who I feel like should have been nominated last year. Right. The song here came out in 2015. 2015. Yeah. Right. Um, Khalid, uh, Lil Uzi Vert, Julia Michaels, and SZA. Um, this is a toss up between like all five. Like I think each person has a case mm-hmm. uh, in their own way. Um, Alessia Cara has the longevity, <laughs> which is uh, yeah. would be rare to say about someone who's the best new artist. Yeah. Um, SZA, even playing. though Control, I think it was her, was her second album, but it's mm-hmm. this is really the first time that people the public really right. pay attention to her. Right. Yeah, the public consciousness, which is um, fluid, apparently. Very <laughs> Shelby Lynn. Fluid. Yeah, Shelby Lynn <laughs> with best two artists. Like, what that have like six album? Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's like a finally. <laughs> um, and uh, I think with with Lil Uzi Vert, I think um, you had to get one of those kids in. One of those kids <laughs> had to be nominated in this category. <laughs> if it like, we can't put more than one. So I think they put Lil Yachty, Lil Uzi Vert. Lil, Lil Pump and Lil Peep and um, Lil Skies and XXX Extension Cord. And <laughs> they put all those names in a hat. And they, picked, they shook it up, picked one, Lil Uzi Vert. That's I, who they put in the category. I think they did. They picked the right one. Even though, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm not a fan. But no, I mean, he had a decent year between Bad and Bougie. Uh, yeah. His own record, XO Tour, Tour Life. Life. Yeah, Tour Life. And I don't think there was any critical acclaim surrounding his own album. Love is love is rage. rage. Yeah. A lot of people like EXO tour life, but I mean, it's, I don't know. I liked, I like the beat of the song. uh, Right. And I like the hook. The rest of it is forgettable. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Y'all think he's going to win? No. Okay. Uh, So James, start with you. Who do you think will win best new artist? Uh, if I had a vote, I would be voting for um for SZA. I'm I'm a bit biased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just love SZA, but I I think Alessia Cara she might actually win this one. Um, and since you mentioned earlier, it might be a sort of a not a curse, but you know some of the winners. You know, you mm-hmm. could either fall, you could either become Millie Vanilli, or Aww. you know. <laughs> well, I I think it, like if you look at the last, if you look at the last three. Mm-hmm. They're following. Well, Chase the Rapper hasn't had a follow up to Coloring Book yet, right? Um, so that remains to be seen. But Sam Smith, his most recent album mm-hmm. has has done well, mm-hmm. and Megan Trainer, her album after, um, or has she come out with the mm-hmm. second album after yet? Okay, so she that remains to be seen. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess we go back to Sam Smith. Okay, his his next album was successful. Macmore and Ryan Lewis, uh, <laughs> the novelty wore off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with fun, they broke up. Bonnie Vare, they broke up. That's one as Rhonda Spaulding yeah. went back into her corner. Oh, and Zach Brown Band is just in their own little world. <laughs> yeah, but Zach Brown Band is doing what um, they're still making country records, but they're doing what Dave Grohl does. I'm just gonna play with whoever I want. 
That's all they're doing. They're just like, oh, you want to make, oh, yeah, yeah, let's make a record. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you want to play drums on it? All right, yeah, come on, let's go. Mm -hmm. I think you could go back to, like, you have to go back to the previous decade to see if anybody even had another successful project after the one that got them nominated here. Uh, So there's Adele, um, Amy Winehouse. Uh, The album came out after she died. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Underwood, John Legend. Yeah, she's still kicking in, in country music. Uh, mm-hmm. so the, yeah, John Legend's good too. The Adam Levines. Yeah. Uh Evanescence. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you just it just yeah. it, like it just kinda shows you like you lose one person. Yeah, it can just, change everything. It goes it goes to hell. Yeah. Uh Nora Jones, I guess she she started acting immediately after. What the uh, Ted movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh Alicia Keys. Uh, Shelby Lynn went back into her corner yeah, and Christina Aguilera. So there's a lot of, um, I mean, it could go a lot of different ways. If we're just looking at, Holy crap. We have to go back to Sam Smith just to see if, if, if a second album is coming. Yeah. So Megan Trainer, Chance the Rapper remain to be seen. Well, she, she actually did put out one, uh, in oh, 2016. Thank you. It was called okay. Thank you. That I think it it had like a couple of mm-hmm. um high charting singles on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm I'm blown away. Hootie and the Blowfish, nineteen ninety five. Wow. <laughs> Says all you need to hear about the that award right there. A-O-U. Um, Basically. <laughs> <tell you. laughs> no, you can go into um and Sheryl look, Crow arrested. The the epitome the epitome of the best new artist award to me, and it should be to everyone. Christopher Cross. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. The last radio, uh, <laughs> the last, the last one who was successful strictly through radio. This wow. is insane. <laughs> looking at some of these people, Sheena Easton, men at work. Did arrested development win? Yes. yes. yes Culture club, Cindy Lauper, Charday, Mark, Bruce Cone. Hornsby and the range son. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 1986. And it lists all of them. I didn't know there were this many people in the range. Sometimes they get it right. Sometimes they don't. But but my pick is SZA. I, I think she has the most upside Yeah. out of anybody here. I I think she's on the right label, a label who's who's willing to be patient with her, who's willing to help foster her talent. Um, I think she's the, the voice of a really strong demographic in this black women. <laughs> yeah. I think she, she articulates there. Their feelings and, and frustrations better than than anybody in in music right now. And I, she's, I mean, Love Galore and The Weeknd, they were big singles, but she's she's yet to have a huge pop single. She was on that Maroon Five record, yeah. But um, that's that's my pick. I, you know, I I'm, I'm biased, obviously, but <laughs> uh, Ben, who's your pick? Alicia Cara. I'm I'm gonna um, I did not like here, but I liked everything else she released after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I also, also saw a video of her. Um, I can't remember if it was a bootleg or not, where she did gravity with John Mayer mm. and destroyed it. Yeah. Once again, John Mayer sings with someone who's better than him. Like it's like, <laughs> first it was David Ryan Harris. Now it was elite. And like, she just, I mean, she killed it. She did the harmonies, um, which made me convinced that she was the real deal. Like at first I was like, yeah. she's just another one of these singers who just, 
She's very monotone. And then she came out and I saw her do that. And I was like, there's more to her than meets the eye. And I gave her, I actually gave her a chance. And she's one of the, her and Khalid, are, I think they're the two youngest artists in this category. I'm not sure how old Juliet Michaels is. Or a little Uzi Vert, I would say. Yeah. Like, Uzi Vert him. could be 17. I mean, I don't. <laughs> right. I think they're, they're all, yeah, they're all pretty young. SZA might be the oldest, and she might be like twenty three. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, SZA's like twenty seven. I think I think she turned twenty seven in October. Lil Uzi Vert is twenty three. Uh, Julia Michaels is twenty four. SZA, yeah, she's twenty eight. Khalid is nineteen. Oh wow! And Alicia Cara is twenty one. Oh wow! She, well, she did come out in fifteen. I forgot. So in two thousand fifteen, she was nineteen. <laughs> so yeah. Khalid is the youngest one in the category. Uh, he's actually my pick to win. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, like, I would not be surprised if SZA won. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's the favorite, but my pick would be Khalid, um, purely based on the Donald Glover effect. Mm-hmm. I think the. Um, the awkward black teenager mm. um, is getting more recognition. And I mm. think because of someone like Donald Glover, um, you can take a look at someone like Khalid and, and kind of see that his music isn't just strictly in one genre. Right. Uh, and I think because of that, I think he has a great chance to win, but I agree with your with your take with SZA strong demographic, mm-hmm. um, even though someone could dismiss it as side chick music, You're, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I think there's, um, there's an honesty and, um, and a confidence mm-hmm. with her music that could, um, that makes it what it is and makes it popular and, I think that will, I don't think that's going to resonate with voters, but I think like voters will see that and, um, maybe gain a different perspective. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I would, I would say Khalid, but SZA is like a very, I think she's the favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I do agree that Khalid, I think he has one of the better records out of everybody on this list. Like I thought location was, that was one of my favorite records last year. I, I can remember I was sitting in a drive-through of a uh, Burger King <laughs> when I first heard it, and I I didn't know who it was when I heard it, but I just thought that was one of the most amazing records I'd heard last year. Um, and I I think it's relevant for at least for kids these days. You, hey, send me a location on your iPhone or wherever. <laughs> hey, where are you? And you know his his voice vocally, he's he's special, mm-hmm. especially for uh, I mean a kid from El Paso, Texas. But, and you said he's 19? Yeah. He's 19. Yeah, so, I mean, he's... A lot of these kids, they have a lot of upside. And, I, you know, it, like you guys said, this could go five different ways, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's all the general categories. Uh, was there any category that interested you um, as far as, I don't know, the, the complexity or just the... Um, any discrepancy, like... How is this in this category, or how was this person not nominated? Anything like that? Um. Well, the entire um, every R and B and hip hop category, but one specifically was the best rap album, and I agree with the 
with four of the nominees. But mm-hmm. the last one, well, the one that sits in the middle, if you're looking at the Grammy website, which is Migos Culture. <laughs> um, you know, and I I get it. You know, Bad and Bougie was huge. T-shirt, they followed it up with that. and Slippery, I heard a lot. Slippery, yeah. But honestly, as a whole, I'm just, I'm not a fan of the Migos music. I respect the grind. I expect, I respect what they've done as a group. And, you know, even though their music is, is very catchy, it's very fun, it lacks a lot of substance, but I think it's, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, in a way, I think it's a skill. I mean, they can create, they can craft a big hit, whether it's good or not. I mean, it, that's always debatable. But if I could put anybody else in here, it would have been um, RTJ3 by Run the Jewels. Mm-hmm. I think that should have been nominated. They don't get enough credit for what they do. Yeah. They don't. And I they received a nomination in one of these categories. But, you know, I I think they definitely should have been nominated. Um, Vince Staples, mm-hmm. Big Fish Theory, that could have been nominated. I, I think that last spot for Best Rap Album could have won a, probably three or four other different ways outside and you know no disrespect to Migos and culture i mean culture two is out too long i probably refuse to listen to it (laughs) it's 24 tracks i i just can't do it i did um, i did listen to uh because we talked about this on the last episode the culture national anthem okay i thought you were Mm -hmm. gonna say you listened to the the chris brown work i was like no 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 i can't do it i i don't have enough time in a year no one does um but there was like the culture national anthem with basically their remix of the national anthem. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was just like some, I thought it was a snippet, but then someone, someone said like, it's a real song. It's the last song on culture too. Wow. So, um, you can give that a listen and it's whenever you, you know, you feel like you may have the time or whenever you're bored. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, in this category, it's, it's between Jay Z and Kendrick Lamar. If yeah. you're going to have, both of these albums on it for album of the year, they have to win in there because if, exactly. they, if, they, if it's, if it's different genres in that, in album of the year in their own genre, it has to win. Sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't always happen, Yeah, but it should like, it's supposed to win mm-hmm. in its own category. Um, <clears throat> it's only, um, so for Ken, it's, I think it's between Kendrick Lamar and Jay-Z, I don't think Jay-Z has ever won it. He's won it once in this category. And that was for volume two, Hard Knock Life. Wow. Back in 1999. It's a long time. So for him to win in this category would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering the time, the last time he mm-hmm. won, mm-hmm. you know, um, there was some, I didn't listen to the, to the interview, but. Um, it was someone said that hip hop is the only genre in which you have to consider someone's age. And Jay Z seems to be the only person who's kind of defied that. Uh, in another way, I guess you could say Eminem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, he can like kind of pick his spots more. But for Jay Z to be, he's 48 years old. Wow. Yeah, you don't think about that. Like he, he, he kind of started popping late. Mm-hmm. What will be late by hip hop standards, right? But he's still relevant today, mm-hmm. and I think that should tell anyone that the age part shouldn't be a factor. Mm-hmm. If you're still good, I mean, it. 
I think that's just on fans like getting tired of somebody when uh, just because you can still see them, not because they're not good anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's fair, but I think he's the only person who's kind of broken through that kind of, uh, broken through that kind of perspective. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think it like Kendrick Lamar is going to, I think Kendrick Lamar will win, uh, in this category. Um, but Migos, I, it, I think it's kind of like the little Uzi vert in best new artist. They had to put something. Yeah. I don't They had to put one, they had to get one of these kids, uh, in that category. Yeah. They had a few people, one or two people in the room, whoever it was, somebody in the recording academy that would, you know, they were pulling hard for him. I'm not sure <laughs> who it was, but, and it could have been, you know, them, themselves, or cause the, the artists themselves, or if they're members of the record, recording academy, academy, they actually submit, they can submit their own projects for consideration. So mm-hmm. speaking of that, what do you think of, um, Drake not submitting more life, uh, for this category or for the Grammys in yeah, general Grammy consideration? Yeah. Wasn't there someone else who didn't do it? Macklemore. Oh, for- Ma- yeah, Macklemore. Mm-hmm. Um, this yeah. unruly mess I've made. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Frank did it the year before. And Frank right. Ocean, yeah. Uh, so what do you think of like Drake not submitting more life? Do you think if he had, he would have been nominated easily? or I think he'd be nominated for album of the year. Wow. I, I think he would. Yeah, I I think he would have been nominated. Honestly, I, I think more life was superior to views. Honestly. Mm-hmm. But I think... But to answer your question, I think this was more of a a power play by Drake. I think there's been sort of this backlash or not sort of, but there has been backlash over the last few years that the the Grammys, they don't accurately um, take into account like the or they don't accurate. They don't award the best albums like they're they're culturally irrelevant. In my opinion, they continue to award, you know, these albums by by white artists who might not have the best album and they, you know, they disregard the, the Beyonce's, the Kendrick Lamar's and, you know, this is sort of happened. And I'm, I think it's Drake's way of protesting the Grammys in a way. I think he's saying that, you know, until you guys start to properly recognize bl- the contributions of black artists mm-hmm. and, you know, if, well, Drake is black, <laughs> part black, but <laughs> you start to, you know, recognize our contributions you know, I won't actually submit my uh, my projects. And he could have felt that he also could have felt that he might not have had a chance of winning. Do you know who the last black artist was to an album of the year? Um, Herbie Hancock. Herbie Hancock. Yeah. That was 10 years ago. It's a good album, too. Yeah. River, the Joni, Joni Rivers. Album. And before him, uh, Ray Charles, because he died. But yeah, <laughs> I think that's the only reason why he won. Uh, that was not bad though. It's not it's really not. Um, but I think because of that ten year between Herbie Hancock and now, it'll be like I don't I don't think there'll be riots in the streets. Mm-hmm. But if somehow Lord wins out of the year, it's gonna be a problem. Well, with and this might someone with the Me Too thing going on, it's ripe for a win. Melodrama is ripe for an upset. Yeah. And people may just voted for it without even hearing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So disappointing. Um, 
These are the diversity Grammys. That's what this is. is <laughs> mm-hmm. These are the diverse. This is probably one of the most diverse, um, diverse nominees, uh, list of nominees that we've had in a long time. Yeah. And I, I think the Grammys, they made some really important changes. Like this is the first time that the members of the recording Academy, they could actually vote online. Because mm. in years past, like they finally caught up to <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's two thousand, yeah. But like, um, internet, <laughs> right? Because at first, I think they would have to mail in votes, and it's tough because you you know you oh, have yeah, artists I think on the road. Like, a, like a, they could do it on a like through an app on a tablet. Like they, it was like an exclusive link mm. for an app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could do it on their phone. Yeah, because I think it was something like that. It's funny. Wow. Or maybe they just heard that was the next step you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> in voting. Um, uh, the Run the Jewels, uh, their song Chase Me, yeah, uh, that they did with Danger Mouse and Big Boy is nominated for Best Rap Song. Which they probably won't win, but I you know, I, I felt that they... Yeah, they're up against uh, Bodak Yellow, Humble, Sassy by Rhapsody, and The Story of OJ. Uh, I... Think honestly, I think um, the story of OJ should take that one. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think Humble is gonna win best rap performance, but um, I think you can't nominate Jay Z. What he's he's nominated eight nine times. He's nominated a lot this year. Like you have to give him something. I you know even it, they probably do like the Oscars, and which I I kind of don't like that mm-hmm. to where you have to spread out. The, the, wins. the wins like there's not anyone that will just like dominate right. sometimes it does happen now but not often like it doesn't happen every year but sometimes you will have that like you have your Nora Joneses who just like, like take I, for everything this, for this year I would want to see if I if someone were to dominate the Grammys I think it would be Kendrick Lamar yeah I could see that yeah I, uh, yeah, I would want to see that but I don't want to see it spread out to where he wins something that um that maybe he uh, it's it's okay if he didn't win that one mm-hmm. but he doesn't win something to where he should have won right. really right you know i like i don't want to see him not win album of the year but instead it's melodrama yeah i'm just <laughs> I would hate that that would be the shocker but th- there will be riots yeah. in the streets yeah. if they if it's like okay you have these black artists and you give it to the to the white girl i know she's from new zealand but is she? she's I not she was black. In New Zealand, yeah. yeah she, I thought she was. No, okay. I have no clue where she was from. Yeah, <laughs> she. I think I don't think that album made enough money, and I I think the Grammy voters look at that a lot too. How commercially successful it was. The album the, it's was. the wrong album to nominate. It should have been her debut. It should have been Pure. Yeah. It should have yeah. been her debut, yeah. but maybe they were afraid. Because I mean, like, yeah, I think, and not to go too far off topic, Royals was different. Mm-hmm. Royals was very, very different, and it probably had some people thinking like, "Oh, I don't know about this song. I don't, do you want to nominate the song with just a beat in the voice? Like, are we okay with nominating that song?" Yeah. So I don't. I think that's why that one didn't really get nominated. I think mm. there was a little. It was ahead of its time. Every now and then that happens. Yeah. yeah. Like you get a song that like we just ain't ready for it. It was a hit, but we're just not ready. Right. Right. For it to recognize what it should be. What's a category that's interesting you? Um, well, because I feel that he did get snubbed, I do want Ed Sheeran to win Best Pop Album for Divide. He should. Um, he should take that easily. Like, I don't who's, who's going to beat him there. I mean, unless, like we said, Joanne could do it, maybe. Um, let me go back to that category. Oh, no, it's, Joanne's uh, in there, and Coldplay, so is... Coldplay, 
Lana Del Rey, Imagine Dragons, Kesha. And so is Rainbow. And that's what I was kind of trying to hint at. With everything that she's gone through, that's one of those albums where they're like, look at what she did to make it. So. I don't want to see pity Grammys. You might, though. Because some might say these are pity nominations. Uh, like, well, yeah, there's six nominees. I don't, you don't normally see that. So a lot, there was last, a top somewhere in there. And last year there were four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it's getting like the Oscars. It's like, all right, so we've got 20 best picture nominations. Mm-hmm. And they switched like one year was 10. So I thought it was going to be 10 every year. And then one year was eight. Wow. I think this year it's nine. It, yeah. It's kind of weird. Um, I also want to, and I, and I think, and this might be a controversial topic. I think that, um, better man by little big town. I want that to win best country song. I think it should have been nominated for song of the year as well, but it wasn't big enough. It was really just, confined to country radio but the reason i want it because it was written by taylor swift Mm -hmm. i want her to win so she realizes that she is a better country writer than she is a pop (laughs) writer and maybe she will go back to fearless because she is like i hear this song i don't know she may have gone too far she's definitely gone too far however maybe we get that ep where she's like the comeback to my senses ep um, yeah, you're gonna, if, if because she she's still MTV performing, unplugged. I would love, I, and I would find a way to get MTV to watch it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even though I really don't think she's a great singer. But like, she performed a single from Reputation with an acoustic guitar on SNL. So something tells me she hasn't changed up completely, changed up her writing process of what she does write. But like, she is the sole writer on Better Man. It's not. It was. It was nominated for a Country Song of the Year for um, the CMAs. Um, it's nominated for best country song here. I want her to win. So she understands like you're better because she's not winning song of the year um, Grammys for her songs on her pop albums. Right. But she can't, but like on a, on a country song, better man, which was a really, really good song. And what I imagine we would be getting if we got like, uh, we always say this fearless part two. If we got another fearless <laughs> to come out right now, mm-hmm. this is the gr- progression she would make. And it's a good progression. Like, that's a wasted song, man. <laughs> like, and I know Little Big Town's happy. Like, oh, we got a hit song. We're nominated, blah, blah, blah. It's also nominated for Best Country Performance. Yeah, that's a wasted song. You could have sung that song. That could have been you. Yeah. But you want to be a pop star in videos with Ed Sheeran and Future. Sounded okay. like Drake. Sounded like Drake. <laughs> that's what you want to do. Like, that's, and I mean, maybe that, that's, you know, that keeps the lights on in a bigger mansion. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, you know... If she were to win this, hopefully she would go like, "Yeah, I still got it," and then put out a put out more country stuff. Yes, yeah. like she's that's her bread and butter. Uh, two two categories interest me. <clears throat> One is producer of the year, non classical. Um, and we have what I was trying to pull up here is the uh, they have what the um, what the producer actually worked on. Um, Calvin Harris. Uh, funk wave bounces is, is it, this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to pull up what else he had uh, also worked on. Um, also Greg Kirsten, who won it last year, and once I can get to it, and you know what's sad? I have not listened to Concrete and Gold like I should have. Um, I bet that's a good record. I was really hyped about it coming out and I just didn't, I didn't really pay it any mind. <laughs> um, I'm still trying to 
Okay. Uh, Greg Kirsten worked on uh, Concrete and Gold with mm-hmm. the Foo Fighters. He worked on Dear Life with Beck, Dust Till Dawn, uh, Produced Love, Kendrick Lamar, and featuring Zakari, Strangers by Halsey, and Wall of Glass by Liam Gallagher. Blake Mills worked on Darkness and Light with John Legend, Eternally Even by Jim James, God Only Knows uh, by John Legend and Cynthia Arrivo, featuring Y Music. Uh, Memories Are Now by Jessica Hoop and No Shape by Perfume Genius, and also Semper Fermina by Laura Marling. No ID, uh, he did 444. He did uh, America by Logic featuring Black Thought, Chuck D, Big Limbo, and the autobiography by Vic Mensa. And the stereotypes did Before I Do by Seven Streeter, Better by Lil Yachty, Deliver by Fifth Harmony, Finesse by Bruno Mars, Mo Bounce by Iggy Azalea, Sunshine by Kyle featuring Miguel, and that's what I like by Bruno Mars. I'm glad you mentioned Before I Do. I. I felt like that record should have been nominated in one of the R&B categories that along with um, Stokely Williams from Make Edition, his level record, that should have been nominated. Both of those. Speaking of the preacher of the choir, man, I don't know much about Seven Streeter, but I I love some. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Which what what he said. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Level definitely should have been nominated. Uh, The other category that interested me was the best comedy album. See, I didn't Uh, look at that. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle for The Age of Spin and Deep in the Heart of Texas. So the first special he came out with last year. He released those as um as albums. I did not know that. Uh, Cinco by Jim Gaffigan. Jerry Before Seinfeld by Jerry Seinfeld. A Speck of Dust by Sarah Silverman. And What Now by Kevin Hart. Um, I want Dave Chappelle to win just because like, I like seeing people like who normally wouldn't be at this particular ceremony mm-hmm. win win an award that is totally legit. Right. <laughs> I get to see them. What you is know, see them win. before Seinfeld? What is, I didn't know he was still doing stand up. Yeah. That's what he's doing mostly now. And then he has his series getting, uh, comedians getting cars. I imagine or comedians in cars with coffee or something like that. I mm-hmm. imagine him and Chappelle are very similar in that, like stand up over everything. Yeah. Like I know that's one of the reasons that, Chappelle did not like the Chappelle show because he's like it's messing up my stand up, which is what I like. And and you have you know very, and I mean I guess similar but not similar. Jerry Seinfeld, of course, walking away from the biggest sitcom in the history of sitcoms, at the at the height of its success, not because it got canceled, which he famously, you know, let Larry King know, like we did. I didn't get canceled, mm-hmm. and it's just like he walks away from that and he goes back into doing stand up. And I feel like they kind of share that him and Chappelle stand up over everything. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice to see either of them win. Uh, Dave Chappelle has not been nominated. That's awesome. In this character before. And as far as Jerry Seinfeld, I feel like he's won before, but be surprised. Have you seen the age of spin in the deep in the heart of Texas? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say, if not, we're watching that tonight. <laughs> Those are very good. <laughs> um, Cinco was not very good. I heard that one by Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, well, it felt I feel like once I've seen one Jim Gaffigan special, I've seen them all. You have. Yeah, you have. <laughs> um, this is Seinfeld's third time being nominated. Third time? Okay. Yep. Um, And with some, this is always a weird category for me because some of the specials I've seen, I know their albums and they don't 
get nominated as I think they should have, or they maybe they shouldn't, they should win. And, and somehow they haven't won. Um, I'm glad that Pat Oswalt won for talking for clapping last year. Uh, but I think uh, his one, uh, yeah, there's a dog. What is she? Oh, whatever. <laughs> I just went for my weakness is strong. That's my favorite one. That's, you know, that's really that one. good. That's really good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's those are ones that interest me. Previous winners also, if you're interested. Weird Al Yankovic has won. Um, <laughs> Kathy Griffin. Wow. Louis Black, of course. Stephen Colbert. George Carlin's won a couple times. Chris Rock. The late George Carlin. Um, I think. Oh, they have it. Uh, Bill Cosby has actually won it seven times. George Carlin and Bridget Pryor have five each. Wow. <laughs> so, you said George Carlin has how many? He's won. He won. He won it five times. And Richard Pryor too. Yeah. Geniuses, man. Yeah. I've, I've always felt like George Carlin was more deep than funny. Like he makes me think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that's uh. Those are the ones that interested me. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about, because this is always weird to me. Is mm-hmm. The R&B category is getting weirder to me. Uh-huh. Because you have best R&B performance. Mm-hmm. Best traditional R&B performance. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Because this well, year, for best R&B performance, we have uh, Daniel Caesar, Kalani, Ladisi, Bruno Mars, and SZA. And, for and then for best traditional R&B performance, I felt it was like okay, the older people. That's what I thought. But too, then, Ladisi, yeah. uh, Ladisi, <laughs> I, I'm not sure what's pronounced. Ladisi, but yeah, she's Ledecy. in both categories. Mm-hmm. Well, and then Childish Gambino, Anthony Hamilton, Molly Music, and the Baylor Project are in the traditional R&B performance. I thought like. R&B was like, okay, what's what's on radio? What's kind of pop right now? And the mm-hmm. traditional is like the older people that are still making to. albums. Well, but I don't in, know anymore. <laughs> in a way, you're right. Like a lot of the the records in the best R&B performance category, they combine more contemporary elements. It's it's more of a they're more likely to have more hip hop elements within the within the record. Hmm. Um, for example, like Lettuce's High. It's it's pretty much a trap R and B record. Like it's filled with eight oh eights, um, just a heavy synth bass, a lot of um trap like percussion. Well I mentioned eight oh eights. But um <laughs> that's that one and, and all the way is just the record in the the Lettucey record in the best traditional R and B performance. It's pretty much a ballad. Like all of these records are really ballads. They're very organic in a sense. Like they all include like real instrumentation. Um, they're all really soulful records. It's, it should be really best R and B soul perform or best soul performance. I think that's what that category should be called. And I think the Baylor project, that was really interesting because the, it's actually a husband and wife and the wife was a member of Jeanne, the, okay. the oh. duo. Uh huh. Okay. Well, well, her name is Jean Baylor now, but she was Jean Norris then and Jeanne. So, um, that's kind of my the way I look at it. Well, Jen Seguera, I'm looking at the previous three years. Lady you know how, like, way, yeah. like we talk about, like with Lady Kravitz, Kravitz. 
winning the best male rock performance like four years in a row. Mm-hmm. Layla Hathaway had won it the previous three years. Yeah. So this is almost the Layla Hathaway uh, Invitational, but she wasn't nominated this year. She wasn't. So, and she had a record out. That's what I was shocked else by. Is gonna win. Maybe she said, hey, guys, just let someone else. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think in this category, I think um, I think Redbone is definitely going to take this one. It was by far and away the the biggest hit out of everything there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the most recognizable and, you know, it's nominated in one of the, the major categories, so he has to to yeah, win there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, this, this, the R&B categories become weird to me because of, you have R&B performance and traditional R&B performance, and then you have the urban contemporary album, which I feel like, well, it's kind of R&B, but they're kind of rapping. Uh, crew. Is Crew one of those songs that's nominated? It's well, uh, no, it's a uh, best rap line. song performance. Yeah, that's best rap song. Okay. Uh, for best urban contemporary album, is it six lakh? Black. Black. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's black mm-hmm. with the six as the B. Mm-hmm. Uh, so free black. Uh, Awaken my love. American teen. Control and Starboy. Um, Surprise! So, that didn't get that didn't get nominated for anything. Bigger so too. what's weird to me is how is how is Awaken my love urban contemporary. But also traditional. I agree. I I think this <laughs> this is one that should have been in the in the best R and B album category. And I think you should probably move. Well, actually, Music Soul Child's album. Like <laughs> this was another double album that I listened to it, but I just refused to write about it because it was just too many songs. <laughs> but um, he he combines a lot of more a lot more contemporary elements than. Like his album feels more, more urban or more. How could I say it? It feels more kid friendly mm-hmm. these days. Like if you're playing this in the car with a bunch of teenagers, they would probably feel a bit better about this than they would "Awaken My Love." So mm-hmm. this, they should swap spots on that one. I think. Mm-hmm. And I I hate it because I feel like since "Awaken My Love" is nominated for album of the year, I feel like he's gonna knock SZA out. Mm-hmm. And I hate that because you guys said it earlier. Normally, if you're nominated in those big categories, yeah. you're mm-hmm. likely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I hate that because they, he should have been in the other, but, but Bruno was going to win best R&B album. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, honestly, yeah, I wouldn't split be, it up. This part of that spreading out thing, like kind of split some things up, even though it, that it doesn't make any sense. Right. They do it anyway. So I, I won't be surprised if SZA, and Jay Z get shut out tomorrow. Two of the most nominated like artists. Completely. Yeah, completely. Mm. I wouldn't be shocked mm. if they both get shut out. And um, well, that that would be weird if if uh, if we don't see them win anything. That would be pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, that that was one that stuck out to me. How mm. is it traditional and contemporary? Mm-hmm. Um, and. And kind of what's the like? Why do we have R and B and the traditional R and B, but then it's that's all muddled, uh, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Um, I think, and just looking at the yeah, categories, I think mm-hmm. Chris Cornell gets a Grammy this year too. Yes, I think he gets the best rock performance. I think he takes that home. The promise isn't Leonard Cohen in that category. Yeah, Leonard too? Cohen's in there. I haven't heard that Ooh. song, but when I saw Leonard Cohen in there, I was like, "That's Mr. Leonard Cohen rock." Like that's. Yeah. 
I mean, I've heard some of his stuff before, but yeah, this is an interesting category. You got two dead people. So yeah. like, and who won it last year? Uh, David Bowie. Yep. Yep. Those so. posthumous Grammys. Yeah. So, um, we have that to look forward to. Uh, yeah. any other like bold predictions or anything else that stuck out to you about this year's awards? Mastodon should win whatever they're nominated for metal wise. Yeah. <laughs> but is Megadeth also nominated? No, I feel Megadeth like whatever Megadeth puts out, they can. No. So Metallica's in there, which is kind of one of those like, well, they might just give it to them to avoid, um, but I mean, it's just like August Burns Red is in there. Body Count, they of oh, course I they're see. back. Yeah, wow. Um, Mashuga, they're I don't know. I feel like I see their name get nominated. A they're lot, over. Too. They're two over people's heads. They're math rock. No one wants to think that hard to listen to them. Mastodon <laughs> is easy to. Mastodon is a little bit more relatable, and they're Mastodon is also kind of like that band that like we can do whatever we want. Metal was like so in the genre of metal we can go from being this to this to this. Like they did a prog record, mm. like it was straight prog. And then like the record after that was just like, they got with the person who produced Nelly Furtado's, um, whoa, Nelly album. Mm-hmm. He produced their, he produced the hunter. Like, it's just like, we can go wherever we want because we're Mastodon and we can just do that. Wow. Proud to say they're from Georgia. uh any any bold prediction or anything else that stuck out to you yeah a few more uh glenn campbell who also he passed last year too right i think glenn campbell or yes he's nominated for best best american roots performance ndire surprisingly she's nominated for best new age album has she That's ever won a now? Grammy? Because I know that yeah. like the the first year, she like she was like eight, eight or nine and didn't win one. I think she was yeah, up against Laura Jones that year, wasn't she? Uh huh. She yeah. let me see. That was a bad year to be nominated. <laughs> four four wins and twenty two nominations. Man, she's been nominated twenty two times. Yeah, it is interesting Man. that when you see how many people like looking at this, like so looking at that American Roots performance yeah, uh, category too. Ndire actually lost to Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys, artist. okay, yeah. And Good it was, Lord, Alison Krauss has been nominated forty two times. Yeah, and won twenty seven. That's impressive. And just the, just for fun, um, how many has David Foster been nominated for? <laughs> uh, for those who listen to our Hired Gun documentary. Um, he had 14 Grammys sitting on his piano. Wow. But I feel like that wasn't all of them. Wow. <laughs> I see Bernie Sanders is nominated. The outspoken senator from Vermont. <laughs> Presidential hopeful Bernie Sanders. Is it Was it for a children's recording? Uh, best spoken word album. Okay. He's nominated along with uh, the astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson and Carrie Fisher, who passed... Last, last year, way last yeah. year. or was yeah. it 2016 like, i think it was like december 2016 yeah yeah so i will say this because i want you to guess we counted 14 on the piano yeah two were missing he's got 16 <laughs> wow it's a pretty round number it's not even number. It's a round number of the number of times he's been he's been nominated though 30 higher 50 lower 40 40 45 45. wow Man, wow. 16 wins, 45 nominations. Wow. Huh. Holy crap. This is, I did not know that the Grammy website was this detailed as far, because apparently Dave Grohl's been nominated for 39. 
Because there's there's so yeah. many there are it's a lot funny. of categories that people win for, and like people don't even know about. Like you, like you mentioned Bernie Sanders. I I was thinking I okay, it's known. either for a children's recording mm-hmm. or spoken word. It's actually him and Mark Ruffalo, the Hulk. The Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I know. I think like Hillary Clinton has a Grammy. Yeah. Uh, Barack Obama or Michelle Obama has at least been nominated for a Grammy. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it was either best spoken word um, mm-hmm. album or for uh, children's recording. Uh, basically, like build, reading a children's book. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or if they wrote it, I think if they if somehow if they put they were part of putting it together. Um, yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Get a Grammy. <laughs> get a get. Uh, read a children's book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I feel like it's easy. Yeah. I feel like it, that's easy to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it'll turn out being hurt. But no, I feel like I, I'm going to go with this easy right now. That's how he was. Sorry. I was, I'm reading through here. More about David Foster. David Grohl, 56 yeah. annual Grammys in 2013. It has a nomination for best rap song. Holy grail. Because, and we're all just, Entertainers, it's most like Teen Spirit. All three of them are writers. All three of them are writers on there. Wow. Because I was like, he wasn't on Holy Grail. Did he do a remix? Yeah, uh, that's. I'm sorry, that just blew my mind. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He could have won a Grammy for that. Wow. (laughs) He could have won a Grammy. (laughs) Seth MacFarlane. Forgot about him. Yeah, he has a he has a traditional pop album. Yeah, he can sing. (laughs) He's a really good singer. Sings like Brian, basically. Yeah, yeah. Brian on Family Guy. Yeah. Well, Brian is his normal talking voice. His normal, voice, t- yeah. <laughs> which I thought was like that was strange to me. Like yeah. that's how he normally talks. Mm-hmm. But but to see his face and see him talk, it's not so weird. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have any. I don't have anything else as far as the the Grammys go here. Um, we'll see if it's the same old, same old. I'd like to see somebody dominate. Like I want to see like. Uh, some like Carlos Santana. Then he went like but six he, or seven. Agreed, though he was yeah. cheating. That was he did cheat. He did cheat. That, Clive, was, that was Clive Davis helped him cheat. That was just <laughs> by like, putting that album together. That was like the Golden State Warriors of albums, <laughs> right? Um, wasn't there a song? I think the song like uh, "Turn Your Lights On" with Everlast. Like Everlast had already written that song, and just like here you go, Santana, and then yeah. and then Clive Davis came Turn up to him. Down. Hey, we're doing an album with Santana. You got any? You got any songs? <laughs> so that ends wow. up being on Lisa there. Loeb did a children's album. She's still kicking, and it's nominated. Wow. Yeah, it, it's interesting to see like other see artists in other categories. Like you said, India Re, New Age, right? That, that's I think of like Yanni. <laughs> right. Springsteen did a spoken word version of Born to Run. He's nominated in the, in the category with cheating. Bernie Sanders and Neil Ross. That is cheating right there. This is funny. Reading your own lyrics. <laughs> wow. Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2, Baby Driver, which everyone says I need to see. I've not yes. seen that. Is yeah, it really ba- good? Yeah, I love Baby Driver. Okay. And it was filmed. At, I try to see. If yeah, it was filmed, filmed in, Atlanta, in Atlanta. I try yeah. to watch it, so I'll probably see it just because I like to out the landmarks there's a really good instagram page where this guy goes around to movie locations and he takes pictures like mm. he'll take a the top picture will be the movie the bottom picture will be exactly where it happened and i found out and it kind of broke my heart that the new avengers location is the is the porch plant in atlanta 
Wow. That's all it is. And they just put an A on it. I was like, wow, you gotta be kidding me. Um, the, the beginning of Civil War when they're fighting in that African country. Uh-huh. That's Emory. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Stranger Things, the building in the middle of the city. That's, uh-huh. that's Emory. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> wow. I was like, I thought that was Africa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that would do it for our prognostication of the Grammys. Um, no specific playlist for this one, but hope that everyone watches the ceremony tomorrow or the Pro Bowl, whichever. We'll be live tweeting. I'm kidding. We're not going to no, be live no, tweeting. No, no, we're not going to be live tweeting. <laughs> um, so we'll get to my earworm of the week. Uh, I don't know where I heard this song, but it was on my, I use SoundHound. And when I SoundHound a song, it, make, it's, it made a Spotify playlist of all the songs <laughs> I've SoundHounded. So I don't know where I heard this song. I don't know if I was riding with you or if I was somewhere like Kroger. But uh, <laughs> I'd be curious to hear what this is now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a song by a very obscure band called Wagner Love. No, it wasn't with me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a song that I feel like you. It, that's why I think like I may have been writing with you. Cause I wasn't sure because I think it was a song that like you might have had on like your old. Did you have a Zune? What was your old I did MP3 not have player? Creative Zen. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it was something that might have been on there. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that thing, man. Uh, because this song came out in 2008. Whoa. And so it was, it was, I feel like it was a song that might have been on your old MP3 player or something that was in like a Disney original movie. Oh, I want to hear it now. <laughs> so this is called Bigger Than You by Wagner Love from their album. Everything about is the only album they have on Spotify. Um, I must have heard this song in a Kroger <laughs> at three in the morning. Um, so <laughs> this is bigger than you by Wagner love. And we'll be right back.
That is Bigger Than You by Wagner Love from their one and only album called Everything About. Um, played on someone's Kroger playlist. Wow. <laughs> I can hear that in Kroger. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you can hear that in our other earworms. We are now up to 144 songs. Can I add one? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> the first guest earworm. <laughs> uh, it's Moon Child. Like Moon and Child. Moon Child by. Yeah. Oh, the artist. Oh, that's the artist. Oh, the artist Moon oh. Child. Okay. And uh, Cure is the name of the, the song. It's on the their Voyager album. All right, so we are going to have our first guest earworm. Where'd you first? Where'd you hear this song? I think I was record shopping. I was at um. Were you in Little Five? Yeah. At um. <laughs> where else are you in a record shop? That's where all the records <laughs> yeah. are. Criminal Records was it? Criminal Records by chance? It was um the other one. I cannot moods music. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they were playing it, and um, hey, I, mean, I just I just loved it. I think it's a great record. Very, it's a trio. Of um, they're sort of jazz neo soul artists. It's I mean it's it's a really smooth record, very calm, relaxing, and a great record I think. All right, so we'll uh we're going to, let's play it. Uh, this is Cure by Moonchild from their album Voyager, and this came out last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, we'll take one last break, and we'll be right back. <laughs>
is Cure by Moonchild from their album Voyager. I saw a picture of them. I did not expect that. Yeah. (laughs) I saw it too. I I was not expecting that at all. I also found out, uh, because I was trying to find them on Wikipedia, I found out I'm a Moonchild. It's it's a term used for someone whose astrological sign is cancer so as to avoid the negative associations of the word. Hmm. It's weird. I'm a Moonchild. Odd. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, my sign ruler is the moon. I'm loving <clears throat> all these things, man. No, that's a good song. I, Spotify won't let me add it to a playlist, but that was really smooth. Mm-hmm. That was really smooth. Uh, you can hear that on our BTC YT Airworms playlist right now. We're now at 145. Um, so, <laughs> um, and uh, that will bring us to the end of this particular episode. Uh, so, uh, Moonchild, where can we be found? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, first and foremost, I'm going to look at the camera. If you're watching us right now, congratulations. You found our Facebook page. Um, you should be proud of yourself. Uh, <laughs> but we can be found, um, if you're watching us, like I said, on Facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Um, if you want to check out our website, by the time you hear this dot com, we haven't done it in a while. So, um, so check us out in those two places. Um, you can also, if you want to listen to us on the go, wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. If you want to find us on IG, that's Instagram. You can find us at by the time you hear this, um, the website and the Facebook page is spelled with the word you as in Y O U the Instagram, as well as our email address at gmail.com is spelled with the letter U and that is cause we are upstanding and yeah. not under investigation and not being subpoenaed. Mm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you want to hear us on the go, plenty of ways to hear us. Apple podcast player, Google music, Potomatic, Satchel podcast player, tune in radio, auto radio, overcast, cast box, um, and any other, um, podcast aggregate app very popular on those their android devices um so yeah check us out and thanks for listening and uh jay where can people find the switch style podcast if you want to be found <laughs> if you, only if you want to be found you can actually right <laughs> you can find it on itunes google play music and soundcloud all at switch style podcast find it there and um I'm shutting down my website. I have some new stuff coming up, but you can find me on Twitter at Jack's journal. That's J A C S journal, but that's probably going to change <laughs> in, in a few weeks, but uh, just check out the podcast. Um, iTunes, Google play music, SoundCloud, and also some episodes on YouTube. Not all of them, but you can find a few. Cool. All right. And um, that'll bring us to the end of our program. Uh, I really we should play a song by SZA. Yeah, why not? Um, so, Jay, your pick. Doves in the Wind. Doves in the Wind featuring Kendrick Lamar. Yep. And we will end our program with that. Thank you all very much for listening. And we will talk to you very, very soon. Peace. Bye. Peace. Niggas do not deserve pussy Meaning it's more you see Right through walls ain't talking about pussy